Welcome, one and all, all in one, to another fantastic episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today is Turdos, Morningstar the 16th, and you are just 77 days away from the launch of Elder Scrolls Online. Our show is sponsored in part by TweakedAudio.com. For quality headphones at 30% off, you'll need our code off the record. We'll get into that a little bit later. That's at tweakedaudio.com and also by audible.com. Download your free book today at audibletrial.com forward slash quest gaming network. And again, we'll talk about them a little later on. Uh, We also want to thank such fans for sponsoring our show today, such as notalotofnews.com a gaming news website dedicated to providing at least two stories a day. Um, I know that last week we had said that we were going to start doing a Elder Scrolls anthology giveaway. Uh, we have not, I'm sorry, I have not been able to get to it. However, that is coming down the pipe, and uh, that copy of the Elder Scrolls anthology, which we will be giving away, um, will be provided by our friends over at ESOLodge.com. So don't worry, Scott, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Um, here's our show summary discussion topics we will be discussing is Elder Scrolls Online for you we'll also be talking about Oblivion versus Skyrim and some QGN forum chat Sky Shards and Exploration by Therapist on our QGN forums Uh, down in the Elder Scroll we have the five songs of King Wolfharth or Ismir Presented by the one and only Lewis, the Loremaster Olan, who's back this week. Yay, Lou! Okay, I'm the only one clapping. Great. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Plus our gameplay section and a rumor that you may or may not have heard. <gasps> oh, scandalous. <laughs> Your dev question of the week. This week in Tamrielic Holidays and our host mod challenge of the week, Shank will report on his experience using better xbox 360 controller by Brathorst, and then it'll be on to your emails i am your humble tamrielic traveler ivarwin and apparently i can burp the alphabet backwards <laughs> that's talent <laughs> yeah and that man right there is the lore master himself back from serving our country lewis the lore master olan Yay! <laughs> hey, Marwin. Hello, everyone. What's going on? Chat room. Who has returned from a frozen hell of snow and ice, and it wasn't Skyrim. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Dave, Deanforce Adams joins Hello. us as well. Who grows leg hair for warmth? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a hobby. <laughs> Not sure about that one, no. <laughs> And we're also joined by Shank, who shaves Dave's legs for stealth. <laughs> I really, I really rate uh, what Dave said. Gotta have a hobby. <laughs> who writes this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Well, apparently you can. <laughs> and. We've also got the chat room is here with us, or Molag Ball calls them the collection of souls. Uh, hi, chat room. Hi. <laughs> wow, that's actually scary. Is that good? Do you like that? 
Uh, we'll get into our show very, very soon and all those discussion points I described above. But first, we have something quick to mention. Three brand new lithographs featuring each of the Alliance leaders in Elder Scrolls Online are up for pre-sale on Bethesda Merchandise Store and are going for $40 each. You can start purchasing them Friday morning, Friday, morning star the 17th or January if you're not dedicated like us. Now, does it really have alliance leaders? I thought it had some dead elf chick and some crappy Bosmer standing next to an amazing leader. Uh, boss. So I guess Dave's playing the Ebonheart Pact. I <laughs> <laughs> guess that's what you can derive from that comment. Also, uh, by the way, folks, there is no news this week. So um, whatever happens here, stays here. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> no news. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Thanks for everyone. coming. Thanks Whatever for happens that. here stays here, except for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, what what in Elder Scrolls have have you guys been up to? And and I guess I guess uh, I want to throw this over to Lou because you you just came back. It's uh, it's great to have you back. But um, have you gotten a chance at all to to do anything like? involving Elder Scrolls, or what, what's your little Elder Scrolls fan heart been up to this week? Oh, I actually had some time uh, when I got back uh past couple of days, mm-hmm. and actually a little bit when I was away. Uh, those precious moments where I actually had my laptop available to me. <laughs> uh, first off, someone wrote for me, I, I apparently I beat up a moth priest and took his Elder Scroll. You brute. Yes, okay. and I wrote back, you know, my, your point being, but <laughs> Did you fu- had it, I wanted it. <laughs> Did he fight so back? Did he fight back? He took his Elder Scroll, he beat him in the face with it? He was blind. <laughs> Too bad he was blind. You know what? That's just me being a jerk, beating up on a whole blind priest, but okay. Sorry. <laughs> Cold Harbor, here I come. <laughs> I actually was catching up my assassin character. And, uh, oh, it's, it's a great thing, too. I wanted to point it out to Shank. Uh, when I was actually playing, when I was away with my unit, all right, Mm-hmm. You know how we've all gone back to playing first-person mode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, I guess. Especially with Skyrim, yes. Actually, uh, a couple of my soldiers actually remarked they've also played it, um, you know, on the Xbox. Because they all recognize it when they were looking over my shoulder. Like, wait a minute, why do you – are you playing first-person mode? I'm like, yes. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> who? Wait, who, <laughs> who asked you how do you, how do, you do that? Uh, actually, a couple of my soldiers in my unit. We were actually on a break with me, uh, and I was playing in our, uh, in our day room. So they, t- you know, they came over and started watching me play the game. Mm-hmm. And they were amazed that I could actually play another Scrolls game, especially Skyrim, in first-person mode. See, they're, always, they're so used to playing in third-person mode with everything that, that they play. So to them, actually seeing someone play this game in first-person mode was alien. I, I can <laughs> <Wow>. imagine. <laughs> How funny crazy, is that? dude. They, yeah, they, they, they were, because they're so used to, you know, I guess like a Dell-like view, the isometric view, or just totally going third-person view, that seeing someone actually play something like this, first-person mode that is a first-person shooter, Yeah, is strange. Yeah, but yeah, don't they play different. a lot of FPSs? Like, I'm sure they play Call of Duty or Battlefield. I mean, they must be right. used to it in that yeah. regard. Yeah, they do, but to see something like this, like a, 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 a fantasy adventure game like this, yeah. to them, they'd rather just pan out. Okay, you know, and play from that that perspective. Yeah, I just told him, you know what? Try it. You might like it. Nothing to lose. Just Any of them get back to you? File. No, no, not yet. Okay, not yet. 
Well, just order but, them to uh, do it. They can't say no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear from them in a few weeks, though, <laughs> as to what happened, if they ever go switch that uh, particular style of play. But with my Assassin, I was actually, since I downloaded the mod for the last challenge I had, which was uh, Be a Better Bard, mm-hmm. I am actually going through the checklist that's there for that particular mod. I mean, you actually have to perform in every tavern and inn in Skyrim. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So are so you, you're whittling that uh, down, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. What I'm doing is that I'm not purposely going to any particular tavern or inn. I'm actually going to the ones that are actually on my route. Like if I know I'm going to this particular quest area, I'll see what's on the route and I'll go there because obviously, you know, since I'm kind of role-playing the character, I'm actually – it's on the way. Mm. Okay. You know, so if it's there, I'll stop in for a night and I'll approach the tavern mm. owner. And just play. You know, get some free money in a free room. Hey. Hey, why not? Save right. some septums. <laughs> so 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 you've been you uh you've been playing you played Skyrim a little bit on, on what the three sixty while you were while you were away? And no, 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 on my laptop. On your laptop. All right. And then you were you were doing the, the Bard mod. Yes, using the Bard mod. Cool. I actually like that mod. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, still well, like I'm, it. I'm it's glad. Still uploaded. I'm glad you like it. it. When I saw it, I mean, like I said, it just it just seemed like something that you would just totally be into, and I'm I'm glad I was, you know, able to forward it over to you. Yeah, I mean, you look at my character when I pan out in the rear view now in the third person view. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Shank! Um, you'll actually <laughs> see uh, like my bow and the quiver of arrows and the loot I have on my back when I had the particular mod active on the on the skills bar. Yeah, when you hit Q, you'll actually see it. But you've activated it, it'll see the uh, uh, particular instrument there on in the back, which I think is pretty cool. Graphic. Cool. That's awesome, dude. Nice. Yeah. So you actually had a pretty decent week. What uh what else? I mean, do you I mean, do anything else in game or you... Oh, I've been perusing the Skyrim Nexus mm-hmm. the past couple of days and Steam Workshop. And I wanted to mention a couple of things I was looking into. If any one of you has ever been like an old school D D fan, mm. all right. Uh, there's one particular mod I'm looking at. I haven't downloaded it yet because the guy's still working on uh, some particulars I'm, I'm actually interested in. Mm-hmm. It's called Chromatic Dragons by uh, Nagal, N-A-G-H-A-U-L. Uh-huh. And what he's doing is that, <clears throat> if any of you are familiar with it, he's actually matching the color of the dragons to their particular element. Like in D&D, like if you saw oh, a red dragon oh. in Dungeons and Dragons, you know its primary weapon was fire. fire. If you saw a green one, it was either acid or, or chlorine gas. Yeah. You know, so that's what he's doing with this whole entire that's mod. <clears throat> and, is that, and that's on the Steam Workshop, you're saying, for Skyrim? Yes, yes. It's on the Steam Workshop. Cool. It's out there now, and he's, he's, he's tweaking it some more to where he's actually going to scale um, the dragon's powers. Like, obviously, with everything that's come out, like, uh, like the Elder Dragons, Ancient Dragons, he's going to scale their abilities and powers to match what you would see. Right. Um, he's also trying to make it to where he'll make smaller dragons. <clears throat> you know, obviously the same parameters like the the color, or what have you. But mm-hmm. he wants to make it so the smaller dragons attacks occurs often as wildlife. So if you're attacked by skeevers, oh, wow. wolves, or bears, wow, you can get dropped by these particular chromatic dragons any time in the game. Not just the big ones, you know, where you get the dragon shots from, but any, you know, like I guess yearlings, younglings. You know, young, you know, all that type of dragon. Yeah, just a That's whole bunch of 
different like yeah. D and D style themed dragons. Mm-hmm. Maybe like yeah, age of skill level. That's what he's doing. So it's it's called Chromatic Dragons. It's on the Steam Workshop, and it's by uh, Naghol N A G H A U L. You know, for those of you out there that might be interested in that kind of thing, you know, play it. And if you if you decide to play it, you know, send us an email. Tell us how it how it went over, or send us a tweet. You know, I would be interested in hearing um, some of your reactions on that. Very cool, yeah, Lou. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What else? Uh, and the last one. I'm checking out, too. I haven't downloaded it yet. Uh-huh. It's called Practical Female Armors. Wait, by... whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what? What? Yes. Yes, Practical. <laughs> okay. In a fantasy game? Because, I mean, what's the point of that? Honestly? <laughs> All right, hear me, like, oh, hear me out. Oh, hear me out. We also have an add-on called Taxes. Like, really? <laughs> That's something Shake would like. Taxes. Taxes. Definitely is. <laughs> it's, it's by Jay-Z by. Uh-huh. Um, And it's on both the Skyrim Nexus and on the Steam Workshop. However, with the uh, Skyrim Nexus, you, you can actually pick and choose which sets you would like. As opposed to if you use the Steam Workshop, all you get is, I guess, the default set for now. Right. But... What this actually does is for those of you who somehow don't like our double floss type armors, I don't know how that happens, but you know, in case you don't like it, right? Or maybe you're you're a girl who likes to play Skyrim and you're not into that kind of thing, right? But you also don't like how the default armor looks like on your female character. Mm-hmm. What this modder is doing, and again, he's got stuff out there, but he's also improving and tweaking it as he gets more feedback. Is that he's actually taking the time to Redesign the armor, not redesign, but actually fit it to the female form. Meaning, if you notice, like the male armor is just a shrunken version that's slapped on a female uh, avatar in the yeah, game. Yeah, it's probably you know contoured to to fit exactly you know what the torso is built mm-hmm. like in in Skyrim, and yeah, it, it is it, that is exactly right. what he's doing. Is that he's taking the time Good to idea. actually modify the armor to actually fit. Uh, the contours of the female form for whatever female, you know, for whatever race there is, mm. or generically for the game, meaning you're not going to get, you know, huge bracers or huge gloves. No, you're going to get the same type of bracer, but it's going to look like, yeah, it was made for someone who's a woman. Very cool. Okay, the degrees aren't going to be ungodly big. You know, the the big difference is the actual the chest pieces are right off the bat, um, where you're not going to see, like, the, I guess, the sweet cuts on the top you know we're exposing the top of, of uh, i guess of the chest area no it's actually going to be a, a practical looking chest piece yeah I mean, it's not, there's not going to be any indication that you know you're going to have two additional things in your chest no it's just going to look like a uh, a chest piece but you can tell it's also made for a woman because it's there's some slight differences in there hmm. but nothing obvious that you would look at that's good yeah cool Honestly, I'll tell you right now, the, one of the worst things I hate in Skyrim is the difference between the, you know, the ebony mail that you get, the Daedric item. Mm-hmm. The male version of it is awesome looking. It has like a point at the front to to make it look like it almost has a mouth guard on the front of it, and it's crazy looking. The female version of it, it's just like boobs. <laughs> yes, and that's actually like, one oh, armor set he on. highlighted. He actually fixed that. Good. That, so it's exactly like happy. the male counterpart version of it. Except it looks like it's a woman's armor. <laughs> and he's doing this for all the different types of armor, the heavy and light and all that stuff? Yes. He's, That's he's pretty cool. He's working on it as he goes along. 
That's got to be man. That's that's like basically building up armor assets from scratch. Effectively, that's that's going to take some work. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I'm sure the guy put a lot of time in. Oh yeah. Uh, Shank, what about you? Uh, what anything that you were you were doing this week at all? Yeah. So um, after uh, we got off the air of Classic Elder Scrolls Night last uh, Friday, uh, I was actually pinging Bradford on the side, and he and I went about. Um, trying to install this mod called more oblivion not not literally more oblivion but it's more wind and oblivion smushed more oblivion yeah um this is actually an incredibly ambitious mod it's made by a bunch of different uh, uh modders and it's actually uh finished and i'm wondering if i can actually somehow post the link in the uh the chat there um i, I can put it in Okay, that'd be great. Um, but effectively, what this is is think about uh, Morrowind the game. So all of it's the entirety of Morrowind, but running on uh, Oblivion's engine. So you have obviously the first thing you're going to notice is you're going to have the uh, updated graphics, the longer draw distance, all this other stuff. But they changed uh, also, you know, the, the the user interface. So it's it's like Oblivion. They changed the uh, the combat. So instead of the the traditional kind of dice roll, it's it's more of the uh, the real time sort of um, active combat that Oblivion um, has as well. And it's got it's basically Morrowind running on Oblivion's engine. That's that's the best way I can describe it to you. It's that is that this uh, this this Nexus sh- uh, link that you you put in your in the notes here. That is exactly it. Yes. All right. Yeah, because I, this is taking me problems posting that. Yeah, it's taking me over to a unofficial Oblivion patch. Uh huh. Yeah, maybe we got. Well, then that's that's probably the wrong. That might be the that, wrong. Uh, uh, I got. That was right. probably the wrong link that I got from Bradford. My bad, guys. Well, well that must be one of the. I said, but that that this this makes this comes to a point though, because in order to get this mod working, you have to install. Basically, three different things. Um, you need to install a script extender, mm-hmm. which kind of goes in and like messes with the guts of the game engine for Morrowind. And you need to install a uh, an unofficial patch um, for Oblivion, as well as um, they say they're recommended mods. It's about twenty or so mods for um, Morrowind, but they're really you, you kind of need them. And that file in itself, that that. Um, that that mod list is basically about two gigs of downloading. So, in essence, this entire wow. thing took me about an hour, hour and a half to uh, install and you know finally get up and running because it's very, very particular on how you install it because <laughs> you're basically making one game running off of another game's engine. This is pretty deep stuff in terms of like what you're trying to do. Um, first, the good news. It ran very, very. I was shocked at how seamlessly it was, because um, it literally. I mean, I spoke with uh, a, a Khajiit in the Imperial City, and she was like, "Oh, was, I can take you was to it my cat? Morrowind." You, you talked to my cat. I. It was actually. It was. Yeah. It was. And uh, I, I talked well, to talk Brago, to who now is a chick in this instance, and uh, <laughs> she was like, "Yo, I can take you to Morrowind. It's going to cost you a thousand septims." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I paid what? her the thousand septims, and instantly, the Morrowind intro music came up, and I woke up on that ship. That that's you know we're so familiar with with Morrowind, and I was looking around, and I was stunned because I was in the ship, I was in Morrowind, but it was running off of Oblivion's engine, and it looked 
It was the most uncanny thing, and it felt unbelievably amazing. So I actually live-streamed it, um, but unfortunately things started to go downhill from here because I loved it. It was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. I got, Unfortunately, um, I had several stability issues. Uh, mainly, the game would just randomly freeze itself. It would crash. Um, some t- and oh. a couple occasions, it crashed to desktop, um, oh. which is it was it was a real shame. And I'm not even going to blame the mod. I'm going to blame myself on this because like the it must have been something that I installed incorrectly or didn't do. I don't know. It must have been something, but. Um, it was an amazing experience, you know, experiencing Morrowind running on Oblivion's engine. The interface was Oblivion's, the combat was Oblivion's, but importantly, the story and the world was quintessentially Morrowind. All the armor was redone, all the graphics were updated, all the grass, all the trees, everything. The mushrooms, they just looked so much better. Yeah. Um I've got I've got the uh, the actual website up on oh, the go live ahead. stream cool. right now. And, oh yeah, uh, so there you go. What you're um, looking at right now on the live stream is is a screenshot from Mar Oblivion. And if you're if you played Morrowind, you know what you're looking at right now is an unbelievably beautiful picture of Morrowind running off of this uh this mod. So yeah, I mean it's 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 stunning. It's I I don't know what else to say except it's stunning. And this if anything speaks to the incredible breadth of the Elder Scrolls modding community. They literally took a game and made it run off of a different games engine for free. This is free, by the way. You don't pay a dime for this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 incredible what people can do. And unfortunately, it was such a bittersweet moment because I had to end up uninstalling it because it was causing too many issues for me. Um, do, you, do you, I mean, have any idea what maybe those issues were? As in, like, what caused those issues? Because honestly, like, I've been getting back into into Morrowind this week, and I would love to to um, install this mod. I I honestly don't know, man. I mean, it's it's such a, because one of the things you have to install is what's called a script extender, and a script extender, uh, Dave, perhaps you could speak a little bit to, yeah, to this SKS too. Yeah, key is uh, for Skyrim. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, you, it's, you do one yep. little hair wrong, the entire thing falls like a deck of cards. The yeah, the entire game is basically run on these things. Um, well, I'm seriously grossly oversimplifying here, but they're yeah. running off of things called scripts, and scripts are basically things that the engine is calling constantly, and it, it basically dictates what you're doing and seeing on screen at any given point in time. And if you go in there and you 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 know, you tinker with something here, you don't know what's going to happen down here. So you have to be very, very careful with what you what you do. And that's why in Skyrim, I tend to stay away from the Skyrim script, script extender. But you do have to install a script extender for this mod to work. And something, I don't know, something must have, I honestly don't know. I can't pinpoint what, what it was, but um, it just didn't, it was too in, uh, instable for me. So I, I had to uninstall it, unfortunately. But... Um, I do, there's a possible happy ending to this, which I will hold off until we get to our email section later. Sure thing. Varwin loves happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, <laughs> God, you, uh, Shank, anything else? 
Uh, that was that was it. Except for um, I uh, really quickly, I I have been playing my uh, new scout class in uh, in Oblivion. I'm having an absolute blast. Um, I'm most likely going to stream it on Saturday just because I'm I'm loving this playstyle. It's it's sort of a hybrid of a bow with uh, the sword and board, but with a serious, still very heavy emphasis on stealth, and I'm loving it. Um, so I encourage anybody to. Uh, Who's you know interested in trying this out to go to go make a a, a class like this and uh, have fun because I'm I'm honestly I'm having a blast doing it and it's awesome. Great. Um, by the way, I'm noticing the uh, the chat room is is climbing. Uh, welcome all of you who are who are brand new to our chat room and uh, relax, hang out. We're we're in this for the long run. Uh, let's see. This week, what uh, I I actually got I actually got Shadow Key to run on my engage perfectly Whoa. no way dude <laughs> apparently what had happened was i had purchased the the engage off ebay and the previous owner was a uh, up-and-coming rap artist who would put uh all of his his uh rap songs on his nokia engage well you better keep those this could be worth millions what'd you do with them i deleted the crap out of them <laughs> And then I ran Shadow Key and was elated when I found out that not only could I play it, that it was stable and that I could save my game. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just. I love it. It's. It's just so much fun. Um. It. It's. It's really. It's a good time. I love the Elder Scrolls theme behind the game, and uh, you know, you walk around, you pick up quests, you go out there, and it's. It's very. It's extremely. It's simplified. I think Arena is probably. Uh, a far more complex game than than this one is, but I think I've got maybe about three hours into it. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. So I've been playing Shadow Key. Um, also, if you if you caught uh, Classic Elder Scrolls Night on uh, last Friday, I was uh, attempting to finish the uh, Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion and ran into a few ruins on my way back to uh, turn in a quest from from uh, Coral to Chadenhall. Oh, this was, oh my God. Dude. And I never actually made it. Elder Scrolls, the classic Elder Scrolls night was how long, Shank? Like two hours? Two it was like hours? two and a half hours, dude. It was nuts. Two and a half hours, which by the way, Shank is a brand new host on. So it's now myself. Yeah, we always make mistakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> community managers, uh, John Supa and uh, Maury. More Q of Tamriel, and now we've got we've got Shank on there, and um, we we had just such a great time just talking about all different kinds of things. And I was literally going from Coral to Chadenhall when I started up the stream, and I I don't even think I got halfway there because I just kept jumping into no. ruins. And no, <laughs> you didn't even make it to the Imperial City, dude. But I leveled <laughs> up. I leveled up, and I became a vampire. So that was one of the things that I was trying to do as well. Was uh, catch uh, vampiris STDs and <laughs> sanguinous vampiris or something. Like they that. call it. It's something different in porphyric in... hemophilia. There you go. There you go. Sang sanguinous vampiris por porphyria. <laughs> oh, it's just called bloodsucking child tonight. Come on, <laughs> STDs. <laughs> it's called Twilight, guys. Just... No, we'll get the sparkling. Oh my no. god, I love sparkling. <laughs> We're going to go with the Anne Rice version, okay? <laughs> and uh, Marwind. P 
playing Morrowind this week. I started the Fighters Guild in Morrowind, and I was... Uh, I love it. <laughs> I was having a really awesome time. I was in Balmora. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was in Balmora doing the Fighters Guild quests. I had I got the quest to, to go into... I forgot the I forgot the name of the town, but uh, I have to go there to rid the mines over there of of a couple of couple of guys. And I went over to the town, and on my way there, I remembered we had spoken about this, you know, a while back. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you find a naked guy, and yeah. then the town is and, south of that guy. You killed me. Oh, you found road. <laughs> You're supposed to go. <laughs> that was the other the naked thing. Nord. The naked Nord. I, <laughs> I was walking up the road, literally looking around for this naked dude. Like somewhere around here is a naked guy, and then I have to go south, <laughs> and then there's the you town. Have to go south on the naked man. South on the naked man. I found the naked um, man. I didn't just... realize. <laughs> I didn't realize he was a Nord. So instantly, I'm thinking about about Road from from uh, Tisocast because because he's he's the uh, he is the original naked Nord. <laughs> so I found Road's ancestor in Marwind. <laughs> <laughs> who who actually he gives you a quest to to kill and some he kind follows of follows you around naked yeah he does he does but dave if you read the quest carefully which is what I, you're how can to you do. read the quest when there's that much nudity right next to you it's tough i know but you, you just have to focus. don't want it to touch you like just go, go. i'm a little desensitized because you know just random nude things happen well, at sure, work you have to put up with us <laughs> plus we do this without pants <laughs> <laughs> weekly Dave and I show up <laughs> I would have y'all know that I am wearing my Stewie britches tonight okay my god you see that yeah. I am wearing pants there's not enough bandwidth for all that wind on the internet Dave <laughs> <laughs> what the hell <laughs> <laughs> so that's um that's that's what I've been doing, and then also I found this this really awesome thread on the Elder Scrolls forums um, about uh, the anthology wallpaper. Well, about about the anthology asking, is there like a wallpaper out there that if you're live streaming the anthology, you can sort of use as as a background? Um, so uh, this thread gives you a few links on some posts. And uh, has some some really nice wallpapers for your desktop, and you should definitely give it a try. The name of the thread is again, it's on the official Elder Scrolls forums. Ooh. Ah, I forgot to, I forgot to to write that down. Hold on one second, I got the link right here. Let me just jump in on this real quick, and I'll, I'll show the live stream. Uh, so so the name of the thread again, this is the the official Elder Scrolls forums, and the name of the thread is called Anthology Wallpaper. And it was started by uh, the Divine Crusader. And as you can see, there's a couple of links here that uh, that definitely forward over to to some nice uh, wallpapers for for the anthology. This gentleman here uses uh, the map of Tamriel. Uh, this person here suggests a few. This one looks like uh, probably the beginning of Arena. Uh, this one here is the the in-game map for for arena uh and then this one is just basically the marketing for the anthology so if you're looking for a wallpaper for our elder scrolls anthology uh just just hit that uh forum up so thought i'd share that with you guys 
That's it for me. Dave, what uh, what do you have to share for uh, with us? Anything cool? Actually, it's time for our expose. Are y'all ready? Oh, is this the rumor? Oh, oh this my. is the rumor. This, this, this is what I've been doing. Um, big shout out goes to Vacor, one of our own listeners, who actually caught me in mumble and asked me about this directly, in which piqued my interest as I hadn't heard about it. Usually I'm good with rumors. If one of them comes around, I'm usually right on it. This one caught me by surprise. Um, previously reported by word of mouth, a lot of YouTubers, as well as even IGN and Kotaku, but this, this story broke through reddit.com and was compiled originally by onlysp.com, which in case you want to know, if you can see on, on Varwin's screen, I have sources. Mm. 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 Sources. sources. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's this image floating around. As you see on Avarwin's screen of the Bethsoft.com Skyrim game page, on the very bottom in tiny print says that it's available on Xbox 360, PS3, PC, and in non-bold print, PS4 and Xbox One. So, Mm -hmm. this brings up a lot of questions. Are they going to be bringing out Skyrim for PS4 and Xbox One? Hmm? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Pete Hines, the next day, had this to say about it. He says, we've been working on CMS that runs our sites. A bug caused platforms that don't exist to show up for some games. Sorry for confusion. Now, I also have this tweet shown. I looked it up, verified it's an actual tweet. I've looked at some of his other tweets. Indeed, this is in reference to this exact thing. No doubt in my mind this was a bug, just an accidental typo that caused PS4 and Xbox One to show up under Skyrim. But come on, we don't stop there on Elder Scrolls Off the Record. We find out for sure. Now, was this an accidental slip-up? Is Beth hiding something from us? You gotta find out, right? So, I was going on to copyright.gov slash records. Now, this is the United States Copyright Online Repository. Is that what that link is right over here? Uh, on the very bottom, but it doesn't work. Okay. So let's, the, let's because the, the links uh, are actually timed, so I cannot link you directly to it. Okay. But I, you can go on there yourself if you look up Bethesda Softworks, comma, LLC, comma, a Zenimax media company. You'll find that they only have three registrations for the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. One for PC, one for PS3, and one for Xbox 360. Now, if they do register this particular game for the PS4 and the Xbox One, it would have to be registered under the same name as the previous incarnations. PS4 and Xbox One are both missing, as expected. Now, all this information can lead me to say one thing, that they have not registered this game to make any such announcement, and from what it looks like, it was just a bug. But this does not speak for whether they do not have any intention of putting this game on the PS4 or the Xbox One. That's 
inconclusive completely. So then let's let's ask around our our panel here and uh let's let's start i'll start with you dave i mean you're the one that that was tipped off you you dug in uh you investigated the rumor probably just a rumor Mm -hmm. what do you think do you think they're going to release skyrim for for xbox one and three six uh and and uh playstation four honestly i think it is just a rumor hmm I believe that this was just an accident that they do not have intention to bring it onto the PS4 and Xbox One, but I would not fault them for it. I know people would buy it. Is it a good idea, do you think, to do that? Again, the more options, the better. If they put it on PS4 and Xbox One, I think it would be a great idea. They absolutely would have people buying it and people would enjoy it. Especially on the higher graphics of the new consoles. Shank, is that even possible? Because, I mean, I know just by being a um, an Xbox consumer, especially for the 360, that the code is... Obviously, it's completely different than the PlayStation 3, but I know specifically the code is NTSC. Well, it's... 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 A- it's it's a weird answer because if you look at what the the game fundamentally across uh, the PC, the PS3, and the 360, Skyrim is fundamentally a DirectX 9 game. It has support for DirectX 11, but it does not it doesn't really take advantage of it. Now, if we look at the newer consoles, they inherently support DX 11. They're all that stuff. So if they wanted to port it over. They would have to go back, as, as Dave said, if they wanted to do the higher graphics, and I'm sure people would buy it. Um, they would pretty much have to go back in there and add all this stuff back into the engine because that's why we. That's why I at least do all the ENV modding is to add that stuff in. Yeah, but is that um, like a – I guess the real question is, is, is it worth it for Bethesda at this point to say, you know what, maybe we can do that just so we can release the game for the new generations and, you know – grab some of that 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 money um or is i mean is it's like the boat sailed on, on this and they're just saying you know what boat sailed that was next gen we're working on the new stuff now we're, we're you yeah. know yeah i mean i guess i guess they could but they would i think they would have to really go back and kind of rebuild a lot of their their existing code right now for those those uh respective platforms right um and honestly i don't think it's a worthwhile effort to be perfectly frank with you because Hey, these new platforms are out. Why not work on the next Fallout or the next Elder Scrolls? Yeah, you know, um, I think that's a, that's a much better. I think they they see that as well as like you know, while people will pay for this and will play it gladly, play it. I think they would much rather have us working on a newer game. You yeah, know, of course, that's yeah. built from the ground up to take advantage of these systems in the, from the get go. What about you, Lou? What what do you say on on some of this? What's your opinion? I would uh, much rather have them focus on building the next Fallout and Mm. the next chapter for the Elder Scrolls for the Xbox One and the PS4. But like Dave said, and Shank said before as well, I mean, if they did release it now on on these systems, yes, it would definitely make them money because, yeah, we'd we'd all buy it again and play it on these new systems. Oh, yeah. Um, So it's it's definitely – if they wanted to do it, I could see why they would want to do it. But in the end, as Shank just finished saying – I think their time would be better spent focusing their energies on building the next chapters for their, I guess, two of their premier titles. 
you know, again, Fallout and The Elder Scrolls, because right? that would take a lot of man work, you know, a lot of man hours and a lot of investment of time, which I think they should just devote to those those newer games. However, I also wouldn't rule out the fact that you know maybe one day they would do it, you know, just because you know, you know, why not? You know, maybe that interim period where they said, all right, we've done, you know, Fallout Four is out, all right, yeah. Elder Scrolls Six is out. And we have nothing on, uh, nothing big planned for the next year and a half, two years. All right, you know, let's take these teams. Hey guys, guys and gals, you know, go back and see what you can do to recode Skyrim for the Xbox One and PS4. You know, I have one good argument against that. Okay, and what's that? Shank. <laughs> there, no, I'm not. People like Shank, as Shank had already said moments ago are already going back and, and injecting the awesomeness of the new DirectX over the DirectX 9 that's already playing in Skyrim. D- people are already out there who want the game to be more robust, more powerful. You have to have someone on staff who's a shank. I mean, come on, they have to have a shank, right? I'm sure they have many. <laughs> we have a shank. <laughs> we, do have, we do have shank. <laughs> so, why don't they? Yeah, they should why have, don't they have a shank. <laughs> I'm sure they do it. Some guy who's sitting in his office going, hey, bro, look, I made it work on Xbox One. Like, what? <laughs> made it work on Xbox hey, One? We can monetize this. <laughs> you know? There's got to be that guy. They have to have that guy. That's what I'm saying is that, you know, while I get it would be a lot of work, a lot of work has already been done by the modding community. We've already seen. I mean, they put out Hearthfire because of the modding community. Mm-hmm. What, what would stop them from going in, looking what the modding community does to move it up into the higher level graphics and go ahead and do that? Uh, it's It's, I mean, because these, what the... The thing is though with with all these mods they're they're not they're basically like wrapping around the core engine of the game. They would have to take they would have to see what like all these mods are effectively brute forcing. Like, I'm sure you know this Dave. They'd have to mm-hmm. take the brute force of the mods and embed that into like the actual bowels of the engine itself. And the engine doesn't have that out of the box right now. So if they did have to do that, they would have to they would literally have to rebuild their engine to support that from the ground up. I'm not yeah. saying it's not possible. It so definitely is. It would essentially involve them to take Skyrim at this point and put it on 360 and, and uh, excuse me, I keep saying 360, <laughs> Xbox One and PlayStation 4. It would require probably rebuilding the engine, at least to some degree, if not um, entirely. Yeah, and really quickly, uh, Super makes a good point, and... You know, maybe this game isn't going to be out in the the next gen version. Um, but with PlayStation Now, who knows? Maybe you could stream the PS3 version of uh, Skyrim on your PS4. That I mean, that's not that's you can't really rule that out of the realm of possibility yeah. uh, with their recently now streaming service. So who knows? Cool. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, I guess we should start getting into our discussion topics, right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Now we're going to get just started. A preface. That was pretty much it. Um, now just a warm up, folks. Now that we're forty five <laughs> minutes into the show, <laughs> and uh, and of course, always our bumper. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn.
I love that damn thing. <laughs> oh, we got a real, we got a real heady, heavy, heavy, heavy topic here. Is Elder Scrolls Online for you? Look at Lou wringing his hands. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, Zoss held their largest beta test to date this weekend, and the comments have been pouring in to us from Twitter, our site, and even our email. And most of the comments have varied from, It's a fail! to, Greatest MMO I ever played! And into some NDA-breaking tidbits that we can't share with you today. Um, now, judgment about the game abounds on the Elder Scrolls community and even the official Elder Scrolls forums, who, which are rife with opinions on the systems beta testers found in the game, both good and bad. With all that judgment swirling around the internet, how are you going to determine if Elder Scrolls Online is for you? So, I guess in order to kind of attack this topic, I, I have a couple of bullet points here and then, and then some questions that I would suggest maybe you could ask yourself. Now, I would like to, to kind of list, you know, some of our do's and do nots. Things you should do in, in, describe, in, in figuring out if this game is for you and things you shouldn't do if you want to figure out if this game is for you. Um, also... Oh, you know, you. I want to list a couple of uh, trusted sources if you want to do some research. Uh, some questions again that you may want to ask yourself, and then uh, we'll we'll go on from there. We're in the beta. What? We're in the beta. This is this is something that we're allowed to say. It's not breaking the NDA. We can say that we are in the beta. Based on that, I would like to ask everyone here: Is Elder Scrolls Online for you? And we'll start with uh, we'll start with Dave. <laughs> oh Lord, you're a jerk. Um, is Elder Scrolls Online for me? <clears throat> I've had to take out a new uh, insurance policy. Just on the off chance that I die while playing this game. <laughs> Due to lack of nutrition from not eating, lack of sleep from playing the game constantly, or just, I don't know, <laughs> dying in a pile of my own feces. Because that's how much this game is for me. <laughs> Dave's premium's like $5 million. <laughs> Does, does that adequately answer your question? I think that sums it up. Yeah, without breaking the NDA, without getting specific. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would say Dave has said the game is for him. Uh, Lou, is, is Elder Scrolls Online for you? Yes. Okay. Slightly. The insurance policy. It may or may not be. <laughs> And and Shank. No, it is not. No insurance policy for me. No insurance policy for for Shank. Um, Shank. Yes. I mean, no. do we? I the NDA. I know we obviously we can't break it. Um, but you know, is there anything that that either you know you Lou or Shank? Maybe you want to just elaborate on if anything at all. Obviously, be extremely careful. 
Shake you first. <laughs> All right. Um, in the vaguest feel, of terms, do you feel the awkwardness? I mean, this is just this has got to be I'll coming off. I'll the put audio. this in the most general of terms. Um, I think this is going to be, um, I guess, fairly obvious if you guys know me by now. I've been on this. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be a, a part of this podcast and network for a while now, and I've loved these games. Um, one thing, one thing struck very true for me um, when Evarwin was going through his workshop, and it's it's forever burned into my brain. Um, he said, "Play the way you want to play," mm-hmm. and I, you know what? Because that was a fear that I had, and I said, "Evarwin, you know what? I'm going to listen to you because you know what you're talking about uh, when it comes to these kind of things." So I said, "I'm going to play the way I'm going to play all my Elder Scrolls games." Um, without breaking NDA and saying too much, I felt that I could not do that um, fully uh, from everything that I've seen and experienced so far. And that's that's all I'm going to say to be uh, general and vague as possible. Was it was it the MMO coming in to there your was, Elder Scrolls? Well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Was it the MMO coming into your Elder Scrolls? It was, it was, it was a combination of things. I don't know. I don't want to get too specific because I don't no. want to. I'm sorry. Of course not. No, no. Yeah. So, um, when you say was it the MMO? Um, for me, there's there are different components of uh, of that uh, that MMO that you uh, you spoke of. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different components in there that um, I felt like for me, I um, I felt that I had to compromise too much of what makes Shanks Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls. Um, I felt that I was giving up too much of that and to be, you know, comfortable and calling myself this, if this feels Elder Scrolls to me, to me, it did not, um, I'm not saying that you guys shouldn't play the game, uh, to any of you guys out there. This is just one person's opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, many of you will play it. Many of you will have fun. I wish you no ill will. I guarantee you will have fun. Uh, but for me, for this one voice with what happens to have a camera and a microphone, it wasn't for me. Okay. I will say uh, this game, Elder Scrolls Online, I have determined is for me uh, just by just by being involved with with the beta. That. That also means that it's not a replacement for my classic Elder Scrolls games. Um, The the game needs to be an MMO. And it is. The game needs to be Elder Scrolls. And it is. Uh, when you play an MMO, there are there are things in an MMO that, that are in every single MMO for the most part. Um, you're going to get quests. You're going to go someplace. You're going to do what needs to be done in order to fulfill the quest requirements. And a lot of times, the single-player Elder Scrolls games don't approach it uh, visually in one way that you'll notice the same way that an MMO will. So it's not, it's not a replacement and it no, and it won't be, and it wasn't built to be, and it's not supposed to be. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think that is, I have been seeing that sort of fear kind of floating around in the, in the ether of the internet that some people do, feel that it is going to replace uh the the franchise somehow and i no. i think it bears stating Absolutely and i'm not. glad you did no. that I, i'm i think it bears stating that it's it won't 
So, and the reason why I'm saying this, and and believe me, I know like if this is the danger zone, I'm orbiting around it ever, ever, ever so closely. And you know, hey, look, if Tamriel Foundry can post, you know, tons and tons of stuff of builds on their site from their, you know, their play at at PAX and whatever, because uh, I'm sure they took extensive notes. We can probably talk a little bit about what we're doing right now, or not what we're doing, but we could probably talk in this way in with these with this vagueness um and be okay so no the game's not going to be a replacement for your single player elder scrolls game the reason why i'm i'm sort of putting myself um and our show on the line uh a bit Is because Arwen said it. If Arwen said it, yeah, right. <laughs> and and you know, you know, Zoss, I'm not trying to be obnoxious, and you know, uh, I'm not, I you know, I'm not looking to break the NDA at all whatsoever, and I'm not going to. But um, I, you know, I think that we're close enough to to the launch of the game, 77 days away, by the way, and. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of discussion going on right now in the community, and and people are wondering, is this game for me? And if you're coming to Elder Scrolls Online thinking that what you're going to get is that 100% the feel of a single-player Elder Scrolls game, that's not the case. And it never was the case because it is also an MMO. That said, again, I will reiterate, this game is absolutely for me, and I'm taking Dave up on that insurance policy because I may die. <laughs> Dave's going to list you as his dependent. Right. Um, the my... insurance policy comes with a lifetime supply of Depends so you don't have to go to the bathroom. Oh, fantastic, because uh, I nice. won't be getting really, out of my... It really is. Matt! Bathroom! <laughs> right away, hon! <laughs> so, um, I guess, w- backing away from the danger zone here... Um, some do's and do nots when when thinking <laughs> I'm reading the chat room and, and uh, there's people that if Arwen's going to walk the line <laughs> sorry when you say danger zone I yes. literally I can't stop thinking of Top Gun dude uh, <laughs> damn it me too <laughs> um, I'm like completely derailed at this point <laughs> So what we're, we're trying to figure out, all right, well, is Elder Scrolls Online going to be for you? Here's some, here's some do's and, and do nots um, if you're going to answer this question for yourself. And we'll go around, go around the, our, you know, our little panel here a little bit. Um, one thing that I will say is do come to this game believing that it's an MMO and knowing it's going to feel like Elder Scrolls. Do not think that you are going to get a single-player Elder Scrolls feel. Even if you play the game that way, it's not going to feel 100% like that. And to its credit, it should not feel like that because it is an MMO. So if you're a fan of MMOs, you're, you're going to like the way it approaches a lot of those traditional MMO systems. Um, but if you're, if you're also a fan of, of Elder Scrolls, basically if you're a fan of Elder Scrolls games and 
a fan of MMOs at the same time, you're really going to enjoy this game. It's going to have a lot for you. If you're on one side or the other, you you may feel some culture shock. So do be aware of that. Dave, what are some do and do nots, in your opinion, if someone wants to figure out if this is the game for them? Well, I'm actually going to talk for Shank, and I know this is going to get me some black, but you're gonna if you're in an MMO, you're gonna have to expect that those kids are gonna be on your lawn. Mm-hmm. There's always gonna be other people, and and I've I have friends who've told me that they love MMOs, they love the way it's put together. Um, Kete, for one, my best friend, he said, "Man, I'd play MMOs all the time if." They just left out all the other people. <laughs> and I, I really think Shank and Kete would be like best friends if they ever met IRL. What's up? And, uh, but <laughs> really that's, I know Shank has a problem with, with, you know, damn, damn whippersnappers are on his lawn. Well, well that's, that's a piece of it, but go ahead. Uh, yeah. I, I know that's not all of it for you or else you'd probably be able to get through one thing. Maybe. I don't know. You're kind of an ass. Um, but. <laughs> wow. I love you, Dave. <laughs> do's and do nots, Dave. Do's and do nots. Let's do's go. Do's and do nots. I, I'd have to say you're, you need to walk into the game expecting that there's going to be other people there with you. Okay. So people should be doing that. What should they not do? Don't go into the game and get mad when someone's looted something before you. Hmm. So don't get mad because there's only one chest that randomly spawns once an hour and you didn't get it. It's an MMO. It's how it works. Okay. Uh, anything else? Oh, list a mile long, but let's, uh, <laughs> want to round robin it? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so, so let's, let's head over to Lou. If you have anything prepared, uh, tell me what you think they would be. All right. Do's and do nots. First thing. I would do is do approach the game with an open mind. Uh, lots of times we approach games with pre-existing conditions that will instantly tarnish what we see, as opposed to giving the game a fresh, a fresh start. All right. Uh, do not expect one thing or the other to be paramount. Meaning, if you just play MMOs, do not expect it to be like every other MMO you played. Conversely, if all if all you've ever played are SP, I mean single player RPGs, mm. do not approach the game or expect the game to be totally built upon the foundation. That's the god's um, honest truth. This is not like any thing. any other MMO I've ever played. Right, it, it's not totally built on either one or the other. No, uh, do believe that it is the best compromise that Zoss has come up with to meld the MMO model with the single-player game, okay? Uh, you know, but again, as Shanks said, you know, Shanks unwilling to compromise. You know, that's his play style. That's how he wants his game to be played. All right, you'll, you, will always, you will have players like that. And you know, I, I guarantee there are MMO players who think just like Shanks, saying, you know what, it's too much like an SPRPG. I, I can see that. Nope. Yeah, bleep it. I'm not playing that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I can absolutely see people saying there's too much RP in this game. There's too much lore. I can absolutely see that. Sure, because it's it's an Elder Scrolls game and all that needs to be in there. That's why I said 
if you're on the extreme of one or the other, if you are a, a hardcore Elder Scrolls fan and you just can't get by playing an MMO because of a lot of different MMO systems that need to be in the game in order to make it thrive socially, be aware that you may not be happy with some of those MMO things that are in the game. And on the other side, okay, if you're a huge MMO fan, I mean, you just jump from one MMO to the next and you've subbed up to maybe like three or four at this point and, you know, you're a huge MMO fan. There's some things in this game that you may not necessarily be too happy with because it's an Elder Scrolls game. So... And I want to reiterate one of the points you brought up earlier on, Varwin. All right, a lot of people, again, still had a misconception that this is, you know, the next installment, next chapter for the Elder Scrolls series. It's not. Okay. You know, a lot of people also think too, like for Star Wars or Republic, they think it's Kotor three. It's not. <laughs> okay, it's an MMO. Well, Bioware right. did say that the the Jedi Knight story yeah. is Kotor three. Three, yeah, cheap. But anyway, um, <laughs> Kotor three. But going back to you know it, it, what I like to say is you know this will run in conjunction with the rest of the Elder Scrolls games. Okay, so you're gonna have Tess or Elder Scrolls one through five. Then you're gonna have six, and then guess what? Elder Scrolls Online is going to have its own place in there. It's not going to be part of that, you know, that, that grand storyline for one through five. No, it's going to be its own, own place. It holds a place in the Elder Scrolls universe. Yeah. Because it, it's an Elder Scrolls game, but it's not going to replace six, seven, or God, I hope we go to 30 or 40, but, you know, <laughs> it's not going to replace it's those classic single player RPGs we come to expect from Bethesda with yeah. this game. And you know what? That's that. That's where it needs to be because I I don't want anything to replace those single player Elder Scrolls games. Um, the experience that you get from that is is absolutely bar none. Uh, it's utterly unique. And but with that said, when I played Elder Scrolls Online, that was a completely unique experience too. In and of itself, it felt like an Elder Scrolls MMO. Which was great. Anything else, Lou? No, oh, no, that, okay. that that sums up for me. All right, and and Shank, uh, do and do not. As a person who who says this game is not for him, do or do not. Um, <clears throat> I can only go off of my own experience. Um, in that, um. I am on one uh, one side. I'm clearly on one side of the uh, the bell curve of uh, distribution of players here. Mm -hmm. So I can only speak uh, to my own play style, and I can say that you know, if you are uh, a single player, uh, single player Elder Scrolls player like myself, that's kind of verbose. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, it works would, though. It does work. Um, I would highly, highly, highly suggest. And this, I sat down and I and I did this. Um, it, it, I, I really, I highly recommend you do this exercise. Take 15, 20 minutes and just sit down and really think about this. Sit down and figure out exactly what Elder Scrolls means to you. Figure out what is the absolute core in these Elder Scrolls games that you have loved that absolutely must exist for you to call it 
Elder Scrolls. You need to, and this, I, this exercise, I did this, um, a while back and, and I, it, it took a little digging, but I did figure out what the, what the core was to me. And I highly recommend you do that. Uh, just sit down, write it on a piece of paper, do just anything. You well, can do it when you're playing one of your favorite games and figure out exactly what is that core for Elder Scrolls because for every single person, Elder Scrolls will mean a completely different thing. It's completely, Shank. completely different. Shank, I'm yes, interested. What What did you come up with when you found out what does Elder Scrolls mean for you? Um, Elder Scrolls to me, among many things, um, to me it means freedom. And, I, and I'm not saying freedom – okay, yeah, of course you can go walk. That's That's totally – that's kind of the obvious answer, right? Uh, freedom for me is play exactly to a very, very exacting degree how I want to play. Um, this extends to the, um, skill system and the character creation, which we've seen from Elder Scrolls Online and which I've said on this very show, I've been impressed with, which is, it's pretty extensive. Uh, it extends to that. It extends to it encompasses many things like the exploring down to your actual actual gameplay and your play style itself. Um, so it's a, it's a very freedom is kind of a broad cliche sort of term, but I really do mean that it's an all encompassing freedom for me that is so core that I found um, in um, Oblivion Skyrim and the little bit that I have actually played in Morrowind, I have found it there. That 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 core truth to me for Elder Scrolls is there. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I I I searched, I poked, and I prodded, and I I couldn't find it in Elder Scrolls Online. It wasn't enough for for me personally. Again, Elder Scrolls means something different to every one of you. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what that is for yourself. Um, which actually takes me to my do not. Um, Again, this is from my experience, so do not compromise on your core beliefs. After you've done this exercise, I strongly recommend you write it down on a piece of paper, and I, I did. It's actually sitting over there somewhere on my under my piles of whatever bachelor crap. Um, <laughs> bachelor crap. Bachelor crap. So write it down on a piece of paper and make and understand in your heart of hearts, this is what Elder Scrolls means to me. And don't 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 compromise on it. I mean, you have developed this playstyle. You've developed your understanding of the series that you've loved for so long. Why not? You know, I mean, you you owe it to yourself to to stick through it and play it out. Especially because this game, um, I don't think it's wrong to say that it's it's been you know advertised. Obviously, it's got the Elder Scrolls names on it. Zenimax have said this is an Elder Scrolls game. Um, so. Don't compromise on your fundamental beliefs. If you if you strongly strongly believe um, that this game that Elder Scrolls means something very specific to you, you know don't, don't abandon it. You, you you owe it to yourself to stick to it. Stick with your gut and um, poke and prod the system as much as you can to see if it if it works. If it does, awesome. You found yourself another awesome game that I'm sure you're going to play hundreds of hours in and you love. If for some reason, uh, like myself, you couldn't find that, then it's not a bad thing either because at the end of the day, you know what? You've come out more intelligent than you were when you went in. Mm. You've learned what works for you. You've learned what – and especially you, you, more importantly, you've learned what doesn't work for you. Um, so that's my biggest uh, do and do not right there. Very good. I think one of the best ways that you can, you can probably conceive Elder Scrolls Online in your head is um, have you played an MMO? All right, you remember that experience? 
Okay. Keep that in the back of your head. Have you played a single player Elder Scrolls, <clears throat> excuse me, a single player Elder Scrolls game? Like Skyrim. Did you play that? Okay. Put the two together. That's how it feels. It feels like like an Elder Scrolls. It's an Elder Scrolls game with all the MMO stuff in there too. That's the best way that I can I can describe the game, obviously without breaking the NDA and with um being as on the mark or is is you know as possible. So so here's some questions that maybe um I think you would do well to to ask yourself. Um are you an Elder Scrolls fan or an MMO fan? Have you ever played an MMO? And if you did, did you enjoy it? Uh, can you get used to Elder Scrolls Online not playing like your favorite Elder Scrolls game? That's a big question. We all have our favorite Elder Scrolls game. Whether it's... You all know them. I don't have to enumerate them. You have your favorite. Okay? And between game to game, you think your favorite is better than all the others and you think that one of them is more is watered down and made for casuals or you think one is just you know the 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 systems in that game are just way too damn hard or too old um not free enough too free in others made for children not you know too too you know again too old too hard uh not exciting enough these are the discussions that elder scrolls fans have about the single player games. If you want to come to this MMO, you have to ask yourself, you have to keep in the back of my mind, this is not going to play like my favorite Elder Scrolls game. It's not going to be that that Elder Scrolls game. And it's going to be a completely different experience. One that is alien to me and yet strangely familiar all at the same time. That will throw you off. It will feel alien. And you have to be okay with that. Just like you, you became okay with it when your favorite Elder Scrolls game became the previous Elder Scrolls game and there was a new one out and you played it and you enjoyed the new one, but not nearly as much in retrospect as your favorite. Again, the other thing that I want you to know is if you're, if you're a huge Elder Scrolls fan of the single-player games... Do not be afraid of the MMO uh, replacing the single-player games. This is this is not a replacement, nor will it ever be a replacement. It's it's an Elder Scrolls game thought in a different way. Not that it plays entirely differently. It just is thought up differently conceived differently conceptualized ever so slightly differently and you got to be aware of that also it's not going to replace the single player games either so take heart um can you get used to this mmo playing like a test game now if you're if you're an mmo fan and you're really interested in this brand new mmo coming out Okay, but you're not too keen on those Elder Scrolls games. You're not too sure what that's all about. You got to come to this MMO think wondering, can you get used to that Elder Scrolls stuff because lore is there. Also, the Elder Scrolls community is it's a tight community. 
and we're 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 going to have a tight community in this in this MMO. I can guarantee you that the people who stick with the game we're going to be we're going to be tight. It's going to have an awesome awesome freaking community. I I can't wait for this community to start coming out and and it's going to be fantastic. I really can't wait for it. Um, and yes, it is elder scrolls with your friends, but it's also elder scrolls with everybody else. So be aware that not only are you playing this elder scrolls game with your friends, but you're going to be open to making new friends, be open to, to coming across and, and talking to people and, and being social, which is not something that elder scrolls fans are necessarily used to in an elder scrolls environment. That's part of that that alien feeling you're going to feel when you get into this. It's going to be a little weird. Ultimately, you got to be the you're going to be the best judge. Get get the game if you're interested, obviously. Um and obviously if you can afford it. Try the free month, then decide. We know that there's going to be you're going to get your your first month for free. That was mentioned by Matt Fire months and months and months ago. Hopefully that's still the case. I would say if if you're if you're anticipating the game, get the game, play it for free for for the first month and then if you don't like it by, you know, your second, third week, you're not going to like the game. Just admit it to yourself, back out. You bought the box, okay, you're interested, but that's the cost of 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 testing things sometimes. So does uh does anyone else have any any kind of yeah i got something to say yeah go ahead go ahead dave um the chat room's kind of going wild at the moment mm. and i got something to say for shank yeah uh please. first off shank i respect you 100 percent for making an informed decision without blindly screaming about a game that you never touched which is what a lot of people on a lot of forums are doing who haven't gotten into the beta so just so you know, I I completely respect you for it. Well, thank you. Um, secondly, some people in the chat room are kind of misinterpreting what you said. What you said was decide what portion of Elder Scrolls. What what what's the spark in Elder Scrolls that keeps you playing it? That's what you look for. And if ESO doesn't have that spark for you, then I don't think you should play it. But that doesn't mean that there's not going to come another Elder Scrolls game, especially the single-player games. I'm sure they're going to feed right into that. And, and that's what you're, what you're trying to put across. Not, don't play the game, because it isn't what I like. Don't, you're not saying, don't compromise at all. What you're saying is, don't compromise if it doesn't have that spark for you. That's And you know what? You, you said it better than I did. Um, Good thing you're a writer now. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to say. And uh, you said it in less words, uh, so yay. Um, that, that's exactly what I was trying to get at, is search for that spark. What is, specifically, what does Elder Scrolls means for you? If, 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 that, if that isn't there, if it's not, you know, if it's not giving you that, that feeling that all the other Elder Scrolls games uh, feel you, then this game might not be for you. And if it's not, then it's not. And if it is, well, have fun playing, you know, how many ever hundreds of hours you play in it. Oh, that's, I will. Oh, I will. 
So uh, that's all oh, I got to say. So uh, I shall. Thank you for uh, thank you for clarifying that, Dave. Yeah, Appreciate it. that needs to be said the other direction too. I, I agree. Especially the same thing that Avarwin was just saying. This mm-hmm. game is not your normal MMO. Yes, it's an MMO game. Yes, it pulls in a lot of the tropes that you've seen in MMO games in the past. Varwin's right. It does have a lot of MMO. But it pulls in a lot of Elder Scrolls. Things that, that you'd expect from an Elder Scrolls game in, in look, in feel. It, but at the same time, while it's both, it's neither. Think, so, think of the game like a car. You, you know, you know what kind of car is going to fit your lifestyle, whether it's a minivan, a truck, a four-door sedan, or a sports car. Think of this game as a car with an MMO engine and an Elder Scrolls interior and exterior. You, 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 you get into it, it feels and it looks and it drives it feels and it looks like an elder scrolls game it's going to drive and handle like an mmo it's a good way to put it um all of the all of the awesome little elder scrolls things that you want to be in there you know uh your cd player uh your your <laughs> you know it's there You know, it, ahead, there's only one thing, there's only one do that's above everything. And that's the one thing that I think all of us can agree on. Mm-hmm. It's both a do and a do not. Okay? If you pick up this game, you should be the one to judge it for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Do Do not listen to your friend who says, I read all these different articles and the game is crap. Hell, don't even listen to Beth blog. I mean, they're going to hype their own game. That's that shouldn't sway your opinion. Then that's the other thing. I'm really what I'm really <laughs> trying to say is not to listen to your friend. What I'm trying to say is do not listen to the hype. Yeah, don't. in either direction cuz Right. You know, I I have a game that I can refer this to. Y'all remember um, Bioshock? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I loved the first one when it came out. But from all my friends, they always said, God, Bioshock 2 has a completely different maker. It sucks. It's horrible. You know what? I eventually got Bioshock and Bioshock 2 together in a two-pack kind of edition. I picked up Bioshock 2. I have not enjoyed a game like that. God, it is amazing i love it and i wish i hadn't listened to the the naysayers and and actually picked it up when it was brand new because i would have been playing the hell out of it that's the way i feel about this yes there's going to be naysayers but there's also going to be those people like you know who are educated and they just don't they don't care for it because they tried it and they don't care for it but there's going to be you know your own opinion is the driving force as to whether you play this game or not Damn it! Why don't they have a free trial out of this already? Can we open beta? (laughs) 
I think uh, when when open beta finally hits, I think there's you're you're going to get all the information that you're looking for um, it, on deciding if you want to buy this game. Uh, definitely, I would for like, and I was saying before about about hype. We're this is a fan podcast, all right. We're not going to white knight everything as Lou likes to say. We're not going to take something that's obviously crap and just you know paint it all nice and like, oh look, you know, see, it really is nice. And if you look at it in this light, we're not going to really do that. What we're going to do is we're going to be fans because we are fans. So if you don't like our show or if you're critical about our show because we we generally are uh, positive about Elder Scrolls Online and Skyrim and Elder Scrolls, you're just going to have to get over it because we're fans, and this is a place for fans. But again, that said, we're, we're, we're going to be critical as we always have been. If you listen to the history of this show, we've put ourselves in some pretty nasty spots, and you know we're, we're kind of doing that right now, to be honest. Um, the, the other thing, too, is... Don't listen to our opinions 100% of the time because we are fans and we are hyped up about it. But at the same time, don't listen to the people out there that are just saying the game is going to be crap and it's going to fail and don't even don't listen to that. Listen to the best thing that you can listen to really is your own experiences. But if you, if you don't want to experience the game, if you don't want to pay for the game and experience it, who do you listen to? I would say research it through trusted sources. Okay. You want to, you want to see the best thing that, that needs to be said. And you want to see the most objective thing that needs to be said. So I would definitely go to official sources like Beth blog, elderscrollsonline.com and all their social media, because now you're going to hear what they have to say about the game. And the reason why that's important is because they're going to tell you the best parts of their game. And you're going to want to hear that because if the best parts of the game don't interest you, you can automatically stop your research. If Bethesda is telling you and and Zenimax is telling you stuff about the game that you don't necessarily like, then the game's probably not for you. But if you do like what they're saying, now let's let's try and see if we can cut through the marketing a little bit and get to the truth. Go to professional gaming news outlets, all right? Not the rumor mongers, all right? Because gaming definitely has this National Enquirer and Us Weekly out there. Don't go to those folks. And you know who they are. I don't have to enumerate who they are. We all know who they are. But I would go to Game Informer. I would go to IGN. Um, go ahead. Oh, no, not, not saying a word. All right. I, I mean, those are people that I happen to trust. <laughs> I don't know if maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, is is uh, those two guys, or are they, do you, would you trust those guys? IGN's been slinging a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, I would trust uh, Game yeah. Informer more so. I would trust <laughs> Game Informer more than IGN. Who else do you think people can trust? QGN. <laughs> Shameless plug, QGN. Shameless plug, QGN. <laughs> Maybe game skinny. <laughs> yeah, you, you I mean, know on... who really has a really good. I'm talking about that. big um, professional news outlets that that send out publications worldwide. Uh, I'm not talking about you know guys like us who you know Forbes are, are professional, but you know, I'm not even kidding. I, Forbes, Forbes. I, I right. still to this day, uh, I still look at PC Gamer. Okay. Even though over gamer. the years they they 
you know, they slip little in, in I guess, in some of their uh, their standards. But overall, I, I still give them a, a, a thumbs up to at least give their their writers and their opinions a, a glance. You know, that's just get a feel uh, for what they're thinking. I that's agree. a good. Um, actually, our chat room gave a really good one that I'd have to, to give a thumbs up to. If you don't know if you want to pay for this game, if you want to see real-time reviews, in-depth coverage, watch streams. Yeah. When the game comes out, watch live streams, Twitch, uh, YouTube, uh, Ustream, all those different people where you can see firsthand action. Yeah. Because at that point, it's not going to be doctored up marketing footage either. It's going to no, be it's... actual, you know, this is a real player in the actual right. real setting doing real things. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would say, heck, tune in, you know, when we go that 24-hour marathon when the game releases. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch our stream. <laughs> you can definitely check our stream out as well. Uh, be Are careful we about doing forums. 24 hours? What's that? Yeah, I, I, think, I think we'll probably cut We're it at 24. Going to keep it at 24? Yeah. Okay. I just want to know how many diapers I need to buy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be making, we'll be making good on that policy of yours um i would say be careful with forums you're going to find a lot of bad information on forums but there's also a lot of good information too if you ever want to go somewhere that where people are to. honest look at the the uh tech and troubleshooting forums mm. that's, that's so true <laughs> that's, that's so true there's only two times in a man's life where he's honest the day he's dying and the day he's on a troubleshooting forum that's so true. Uh, and then also, what about fan sites and podcasts like Elder Scrolls Off the Record? And, Do and not sh- trust us as far as you can throw. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if well, you're... Oh, no, hold on. I, Go ahead, in, in all seriousness, I would just like to say this. Um, specific to this show, there are four different hosts on this show that we are, I guess, the quote-unquote, lack of a better word, face of the, the, the show. But behind us, there's a bunch of different, I mean... QGN is not just us four. Every one of us, we all have very different varying play styles. I'm sure we, you, I mean, you can just listen to us talking about the panel here. We have very completely different play styles. Um, so I we think we even have that, a guy who's not going to buy the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, we even have a guy who's not going to buy the game. That's true. Um, so I think to <laughs> that extent, there is a certain, I, I would like to think there's a certain level of trust you could have uh, with uh, folks like us because we we kind of cover all the bases in in, for, in terms of our play style, what we expect, our experience, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'd like to think you can uh, find a trustworthy place on the internet here. We we work very, very hard to, to maintain trustworthiness. Um, and I would say that, you know, we – our opinions are balanced because we have so many different opinions here. Uh, but they are opinions. If you ever hear a podcast or a fan site say, and I quote, and I learned this from Star Wars, uh, The Old Republic. (laughs) If ZeniMax doesn't do this, if they don't fix that in this kind of time frame, I am not going to buy this game. I am going to unsub from the game. If you hear that on a podcast, unsubscribe because they're crap. There it is. Making, Making threats. Making, to a developer, making threats cute. to the developer is not what this community needs. It's not what the podcasting community needs. It is irresponsible, and it's garbage. No, that isn't how you get anything changed. How you get no, something changed if you need something not. changed. It's not. 
<laughs> is you know go on their forums talk about it put up a post like on our right. we have sites so we talk about what we like and don't like right again and like i said we are a fan podcast but we don't white knight everything when we see something that that is that is out of place and shouldn't belong we're going to say it but we're going to be constructive about it too and that's what i'm talking about deconstructive conversation on podcasts and fan sites exist be careful of that but also be careful of white knighting as well it's not what you want you want a nice, good, even playing field, a nice, good, um, objective stream of information to come at you to, to make your your decision the best and most well-informed decision. I think by keeping all of that in mind and going to all of those places that, that we all described, I think you're going to be in a better place than you were before you did any of that. And you're going to really be honest with yourself and find out if, if this is the kind of game for you, if Elder Scrolls Online is the game for you, or if it is not the game for you. And again, you are the best judge. So my advice is get the game, play it for a month. After a couple of weeks, if you're not into it, don't subscribe. Because you're not going to enjoy the game. You're only lying to yourself and you're going to waste your money. However... That being said, um, you may you may find out that this game is is utterly fantastic because it is utterly fantastic in my humble opinion. I love it, and it is the game for me. And if you are an Elder Scrolls fan and you're a fan of MMOs, I would say 98% of people who who fall into that category are going to like this game. They're going to love it. I don't remember asking you your opinion. Well. <laughs> That's just hurtful. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything from the chat room that we want to bring up? Oh, Lord. This has been a long conversation. It has. And um, we still have I two other... I think it bears discussion, though. I really do. It does bear discussion. We're, we're at that point now where... Um, we have a threat saying, Shank better play ESO or I'm not listening again. <laughs> Uh, we actually have Bye, Rage dude. Philosophy. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Thanks. <laughs> we actually have Rage Philosophy in the chat room, who's who's one of our own. Says from Rift. I made the, the mistake of reading all of the hate posts. Actually, raises my blood pressure, especially when it was obvious that many posters hadn't even touched the game. Yeah, you got it. Like I said, you have to be careful. Be very, very careful. But don't don't refuse to to read that stuff because. Believe it or not, um, a, a bad source of information is still a source of information, and it's one that you can real you can you can understand is garbage, and you can cast it aside, just like any other form of research. You need good sources, and you need bad sources in order to have well, the truth. People are only gonna stand up and talk about something if they feel motivated in one direction or the other. You just have to expect that. Yeah. So you got to figure the truth is going to fall somewhere in the middle, but you got to cut through all the crap, as Avarwood said, white knighting it or, you know, just straight being angry at it. Yeah. To you got to figure out where it actually lies, and the best way to do that is playing for yourself. But we know that you can't just magically snap your fingers and have the game. So you gotta, unfortunately, wade through the crap to figure out where it is yeah. until you get your hands on it for yourself. We have received an ungodly amount of tweets and emails 
from people who played the beta over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I said, like, maybe two or three times, guys, we're not, we're not ZeniMax. We're not Bethesda. Stop. Like, we're not. It's at TES Online. It's at Bethblog, not at Elder Scrolls OTR. No one asks, what does the OTR mean? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, I mean, we received a, a lot of stuff over over the weekend and right after the weekend. And the, um, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Shank had said it, it it bears talking about. It absolutely does. I mean, we're, we're a podcast. We're for the community. And the community has a lot to say about the beta that they played. And, and we, I want to be I want to be transparent about it. And, and the fact is, is that, you know, everything that we had said in just now um is is definitely worth talking about it's we're at that point we need to have and start having open discussions i also want to bring a point too that earlier well i can't scroll all the way back now uh earlier in the chat someone had mentioned they were concerned about uh, shank especially as they brought out the fact that we're talking about eso a lot all right especially the past couple of months mm-hmm. and they voiced yeah they were afraid that you know that apparently that being this being the main focus, you know, how will Shank fit in, or we you know will he be able to fit in? No, we're kicking him off the show. Yeah, yeah. he's my last show. And, and, yeah. No, and, and are you <laughs> kidding? He's out of the entire network. Like we don't want him there now. <laughs> you know, painted. The name of the show. It, it speaks for itself. It's Elder Scrolls off the record. Nowhere does it say Elder Scrolls online. Hey Lou, you're you. We we you know, lost. In order to say Elder Scrolls Daggerfall. No, it's Lou, Elder Scrolls. Lou, we we lost your audio. Just please repeat that. Oh, it's okay. Oh, I just wanted just wanted to reiterate that you know, the title for the show speaks for itself. Elder Scrolls off the record. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe now we're speaking a lot about Elder Scrolls Online because you know what? That's the main push for Elder Scrolls. That's out at this particular moment. You know, you can guarantee the moment we hear Elder Scrolls Six is announced and they start mm. giving us information, yeah, you're gonna start hearing a lot about that too because we are an Elder Scrolls based show, not just one in particular, one game in particular. Sure. Um, so there's always gonna be room. You know, everyone's gonna have something to say about Elder Scrolls, right? So, like, especially myself, like I'm I'm looking forward to ESO, but God, I'm also looking forward to Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, without a doubt, I, I can't wait for them to announce that. Uh, and I started jumping on that bandwagon and see what's going on with that. So, no concerns there. We'll always have some talk about Nella Scrolls. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the chat room's uh, uh, throwing themselves toward us to try to get Shank's <laughs> spot. Wow. <laughs> Not even cold yet, and they're already trying to jump in. There. <laughs> he hasn't even kicked out of the call yet. Give him a minute. Holy jeez! <laughs> oh lord. Um, there's one question I saw in the chat that I really think that we should cover, mm-hmm. and uh, if if you're okay with that, says, how many problems with the game do you think will be solved by open beta? And I guess it, since we've already got it out in the air, we've been in pretty much every beta since forever. Um, how do y'all feel the game has progressed since hell, since we first had our hands on with this game to now to how do you feel that it's going to be during an open beta? Yeah, um, I, I I think I think it's it's had 
fantastic improvement. I think the uh, the the game has you really can't be specific, but every improvement that every every beta that I that we've been in, you know, we've seen the game improve in ways that we wanted it to improve in, and um, that's why I'm I'm very excited uh, about about it. <laughs> it's just uh, it plays great. Yeah, I, I have to say that I would have bought this game from what I played at PAX. Mm-hmm. From every step of the way, they polished it more and more into what it is. And I, they've listened to the people playing the game. They, they've heard the people say, this doesn't work, this does work. We're, we're, they changed up this, they removed that, they added this. They've done a lot of work just to make sure that it felt and played proper. And even though it may not have that special spark for a few, it's still breathtaking. I I hope they put out that open beta soon because damn. All right, guys, Uh, we've got we've got plenty of show to cover at this point and. um, We've we've gone unbelievably long, so I think what we're going to have to do is I think some of these discussion points we're just going to have to leave for next week. Um, Let's let's do this. Let's get into our dev question of the week. And uh, start talking about that. Let's do it. And we'll see what else we can we can fit into the show. Hi, I'm Mike Jungbluth, Senior Animator at ZeniMax Online, and here is your question of the week. When you're an adventurer, being properly prepared can literally mean the difference between life and death. So I wonder, what are the top three items you never leave without when starting an adventure in the Elder Scrolls games? Top three items that you never leave without in the Elder Scrolls games. That's awesome. What do what do we think, folks? Shank. Uh, top three items in no particular order: health potions, repair hammers, bow. Ah, okay. Uh, what about you, Dave? A staff, a fork, and a sweet roll. No, that's in reference to one of their previous uh, questions. Um, let's, damn. Uh, the three conjuration books that matter. Conjure Familiar, Conjure Bow, and Conjure Axe. And my axe. And Dave's axe. <laughs> <laughs> and Lou. Uh, definitely health potions, at least one decent one-handed weapon, either it's club, sword, mace, doesn't matter, and a bow as well, a ranged weapon. <laughs> we got some good, uh, comments from chat. 
What are they saying? Uh, cheese, lockpick, and mead. <laughs> Wava Jack. Wava Jack. Skuma, skuma, and skuma. He's not wrong. Gary's <laughs> yep, on the right track. Beer, beer, and beer. <laughs> what about you, dude? Arwen, what do you got? Um, I would say lockpicks are definitely one. Uh, health potions and... I would like to say, you know, armor and, and, and uh, a weapon, but, I mean, that's just, you know. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know what? I was surprised. I thought we were going to get 12 totally different, but we did have some overlap. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But it's cool. We like our health, I guess. <laughs> we, yeah. want health we, like to, we like to stay alive. We like to stay alive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Got to be, you got to oh, be prepared. Nice. Oh, and Torches. Torches. Oh, dude, yeah, you and your torches. I, if Arwen, I have literally twenty torches in my Oblivion game. I want to just give them to you because I know you're going to use them more than I will. Well, Shank, if you played Elder Scrolls Online, that could have been a possibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but there you go. Um, all right, so I guess at this point, what we want to do is we would just want to mention one of our sponsors, and uh, that is that is of course Audible. Uh, you can download a free book at Audible, but uh, you'll need our special link in which to do so, and that is that is audibletrial.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Well, you get a thirty day free trial, and what would you want to do with such a trial? What would you want to? What audio book do you think you would be interested in? Well. As an Elder Scrolls fan, you may be interested in The Infernal City, which is book one of two by Greg Keyes regarding The Elder Scrolls. Uh, and then there's also Lord of Souls, which is book two of two by Greg Keyes. Now, these these novels take place 40 years after the Oblivion Crisis. Uh, they are fully, fully uh, narrated on uh, on Audible. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash quest gaming network. And really, you don't have to do much. You just go to the link, sign up for the trial, 30 days for free, get a free download. Elder Scrolls fans, man, let me tell you, you know, get that get that free book, Infernal City, uh, by Greg Keys, and you're gonna hear a great story about how a uh, a a damned city called Umbriel makes its way over to Tamriel and you're going to meet characters from all different walks of Tamriel. You start from Black Marsh. Oh my Cyrodiil. God, spoilers. <laughs> well, you, you see a lot of the provinces in, or hear of a lot of provinces in Tamriel. You're, you'll, you'll first come across Black Marsh, Cyrodiil, elsewhere. These are all places that, that I've encountered while listening to this book so far. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. It's a very good book. Um, and then the, the adventure doesn't stop there as well on audible.com. You also have Lord of Souls, which, which finishes the story. It is a long, epic journey, just like any Elder Scrolls game is, like any other Elder Scrolls story. And it all begins at Audible with our 30-day free trial that we will offer you at audibletrial.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, Varwin, we have a question from the chat. What's that? Is it narrated by the Conk? It is not narrated by by Nick Conkle, um, but if it were, we would mention it. And uh, well, it obviously cannot conk. be because people's conk. people would die from the awesome. There'd be so much awesome seeping through that 
that um, I don't know if if uh, people would listen to the whole thing because they'd be dying of awesome. Yes, just awesome overload. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, this this uh, this next point here comes from our QGN forums, and it's Sky Shards and Exploration by uh, QGN. Uh, community member therapist and and he or she says i've been thinking that if eso really wants to promote exploration sky shards should spawn in different locations for each player i don't like the idea that a couple of weeks after launch there will be a map of tamriel online showing all the locations of all the sky shards i think this cheapens the experience and actually quite a cool feature i could become Another it it could just become another MMO tick box, rather than what's intended to be a great feeling when you find one. Community, tell me what you think. Well, therapist, uh, honestly, you bring up a point that I never thought about. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> There's definitely going to be at some point, whether it's it's uh, near or far, someone out there is going to write up a list of where all those sky shards are going to be. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yep. Yep. I bet you in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be like everywhere is going to have a guide for this. I mean, honestly, there are games that do this and do it well. You know, uh, Assassin's Creed, all of the emplaced items are in the same place for everyone every time. Hmm. But you know what? It's, it, it's good because you do have to explore far and wide to get everything. So I enjoy it. On the other hand, World of Warcraft, the uh, Netherwing Drake eggs was one of the worst inclusions of anything ever to any game ever made. That grind was horrible, but after a while... You know what I'm talking about, too. If you ever did it, you would be like, no. I I got my Netherwing Drake. Yeah, well, (laughs) but Jesus. Yeah. I wanted to smash my head against the wall after. Oh my god, I hate that dwarf. He's so fast. I freaking hate him. (laughs) You know he paid for that extra speed on his mount. That guy bought gold. There's no way that you can make that much gold in BC. Damn it! <laughs> it's okay, Dave. It's okay. It's okay. Just remember what your therapist said. The dwarf can't hurt you. Yes, he can. No, he can't. It's all right. <laughs> I was on a pee piece of... So... Lou, I mean, do you have any advice here? Because, uh, I mean, this is definitely going to happen. And I would say that what he proposes being a um, a random spawn in a different location every time is a good idea. But I don't think feasible at this particular point in, in the development cycle. So, I mean, what, what kind of what kind of answer would you would you give therapist um, after reading this on the forums? I would say, first of all, that uh, I actually do like his idea or her idea. Um, I do like that because sooner or later, yeah, I'm not saying it, it's good or bad. It's, it, sooner or later, it's, there will be an online guide, mm-hmm. as with every game that comes out, detailing specifics of any particular game. You know, a, 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 speci- a, ah, a more detailed map detailing where every NPC is. That's a quest giver. All right. Um, resources and so on. It's to be expected. You know, and again, you don't have to use it. You know, the choice is there. But if you really, you know, do want to, I guess, give people somewhat of a fair chance, yeah, then do make these resources or make these resources like Sky Shards spawn at random locations. Meaning, 
you know, once a player hits it, you know, activates it and attains it, that particular sky shard or that resource, I'm expanding to resources now, I'm sorry, you know, will just respawn in a different part of the map. Right. You know, that way to keep everything fresh. Um, but again, that could be <laughs> detailed too sooner or later by, by these guys. So, you know what, it'll say, you know, if you want a sky shard in this particular zone of the map, it's going to spawn in these 30 possible locations. So look here. Yeah. Right. So there's still going to be somewhat of an outline for you to follow, but you know, as you said, as you just mentioned, yeah, at this point, I think the sky shard locations, you know, or at least what I saw at Paxi's, you know, they were always in the same spot because they played, you know, two different characters. You know, Dave and I played a sorcerer, but then I went back and I created, uh, you know, uh, gosh, Dragonite, just try that out. You know, lo and behold, you know, I was like, all right, so I found this guy shirt here. Is it the same place? Yeah, it's the same place. So if it's hard-coded that way, you know, I, I guess we have to deal with it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, I, I would say my advice is don't – if this is the kind of thing that would bother you, don't even look for it. It's definitely going to be on the internet at some point. I'm not going to look for it because I like to be surprised. Um, I like the the exploration in in finding something like that, and I could care less if there's a list or a map out there that shows me everywhere these things are. I'm not going to look for it. So, so I guess now's a bad time to say that I'm the kind of person who would make a guide like that, right? Well, we know that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shanks uh, hating me so much right now, dude. I could feel the hatred just pouring through. Oh. Kyle brought up a good point. Kyle's like, is there that's really a need for a sky shark exactly. map when there are virtual spotlights? Yeah, There's a spotlight saying, it's here! <laughs> it's right here. It's right here. Hello! But I was like yeah. Vito's point. He brings a point. Random spawns would give birth to QQ that would entertain for ages. The evil side of me says, yes. Yes, it would entertain me immensely. <laughs> to go in the forums and just see all that rage. <laughs> Going, I can't find it. All right. Well, uh, here we are at the crafting table, and uh, we've got a new a new mod challenge for you, and we'll be right back. Just fists. No weapons. No magic. No crying. Let's go. Come. Never should have come here. Somebody help! Damn you! Well, that's uh, quite the challenge. <laughs> I love Christian. Dude, I laugh every time I hear that. I can't. <laughs> She's really beating that guy up. I mean, <laughs> you can tell. Oh, it's, it's almost wait, it's expecting him to turn around and say, Mistress, may I have some more? That's a woman you take home to mom. <laughs> oh, How'd you meet her? She beat me in a bar fight. Oh, come here, dear. <laughs> Welcome to the family. <laughs> Reload the previous save. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> well, Shank, you you had better Xbox 360 controller by Brathorst. Yes, for I did. Skyrim on Steam. Tell us a little bit about your experience with this particular mod. Sure. So, uh, first of all, I apologize. I'm very lazy. My Xbox 360 controller is way over there, but I have something sort of similar. So, yay. Wait, bro, I got um, one. 
Okay, cool. So, Dave, if you wouldn't mind holding it up for to the camera, please, like, like really close. Um, effectively, what this mod does, um, spoke about it a little bit last week, but it basically adds a bunch of hotkey and additional functionalities to your Xbox 360 controller. For example, if you look at the uh, the D-pad on the controller, you get um, additional hotkeys by holding a modifier button, which is the left bumper, and um, depressing any of those uh, D-pad buttons, you get um, additional hotkeys. Sort of similar to like what you would do in uh, in Oblivion, actually. Um, you also have a quick save function of Arwen, um, a quick load function, and a screenshot button. Yay, Shank. Um, and <laughs> boo Twitter. <laughs> and um, an auto walk. I I, just, I don't know what auto walk is, um, but I guess you have that as well. Um, I never really ended up using that functionality, but to that to that effect. Um, this mod, for me, works as advertised. Uh, finally, I had a mod on this show that actually worked. Um, both for me and the mod actually worked by itself. So it's awesome. Yay win. Um, yeah, this mod is great. It adds a bunch of different functionalities to the controller. Uh, for example, the favorite system, a little bit limited in Skyrim. You get a bunch of new hotkeys. And I, like I said, you get uh, the other uh, additions that I listed. Um, get this mod if you want a little bit more functionality out of the standard controller, because um, I know with the keyboard and mouse, uh, you do have some of those, like, for example, screenshots and quick saving, quick load of Arwen. Mm. Um, remember to quick save. Um, so it kind of translates some of that onto the controller, which is great. Um, don't get this mod if you don't use a controller. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you use a controller, um, if you play like I do, and I, I think Dave actually now plays with his uh, controller on uh, his on Skyrim, so I would suggest that yeah, it's, you've got you've got my uh, Shank seal of approval. Go ahead, try it out. Would you uh, say once this again, has earned your huge G award? This yes, Kyle of Shoddycast was asking huge G award question mark. This for the first time, a mod has earned my huge G award. Wow. Ba-bam! Congratulations, Brathorst. Um, once again, <laughs> this mod is called Better Xbox 360 Controller. It's on the uh, Skyrim Workshop, and it's by Brathorst. That's B-R-A-T-H-O-R-S-T. Go have fun with it. Indeed. All right. Well, that uh, that's going to lead us over to the uh, this week's mod challenge of the week uh now in case you were unaware of how this happened um you need to listen to our show more often because i say every single episode (laughs) but (laughs) uh that being said uh i i will say it yet again uh so mod challenges for one host and one host only that week i will announce who the challenge is for the host clicks a link and reads what the mod is, and then the host has until the very next episode in order to report on the mod, his game experiences, and regale us with the uh, amazing amounts of awesome that uh, these these mods tend to, to uh, not bring to the show. Um, here we go. There is the link for you fine gentlemen to, to uh, click and love. And... This one is actually going back out to Shank. <laughs> we did it, you guys. 
Shank's totally the okay. hero. Oh, no way. That's right, my friends. Hold on, I gotta look at it. Hold up. Don't... Yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? What is it? Oh, wait, I gotta read. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, okay, this mod is called Gerald Village by Blas44. That's B-L-A-H-S-44. First of all, if you don't know what Gerald is, Gerald is the mountain range in the northern part of Cyrodiil bordering Skyrim and Hammerfell. Um, from It appears that this mod actually adds villages... A sorry, a village to uh, the Gerald Mountains, and it looks like oh, okay, cool. So actually, I can tell you where this is if you want to go check it out on your current map. Uh, if you know where Knoll Mountain is, go a little bit north uh, west of it, and you should find this village. But basically, how the hell do you know these words? I'm I've played a lot of Oblivion. I don't know what else to tell you, man. Um. So yeah, it's basically here's the here's the description. This mod adds a nice cozy little village northeast of Bruma or northwest of Null Mountain. Uh there's a picture included with the location um in this mod description. Included is a farm, farm animals, stables, four houses, one of which belongs to the player, sweet, a general shop and an inn. This is one of my first mods and biggest by far, so criticism is welcomed. Smiley emoticon. Mm. Um very easy to install. I, I personally, my recommendation with any mods is to get uh, what's called Oblivion Mod Manager, download it, install it through that. It's the easiest thing you can do. Um, once again, it's called Gerald Village by Blas44, B-L-A-H-S-4-4. And this is on the Oblivion Nexus, and uh, this looks pretty cool. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, yeah, Shank, uh, not to, not to throw you under the bus for a second week in a row, but I knew that you would, <laughs> out of all of us here, you would appreciate it the most because you're the one with the most working knowledge about, about, uh, Oblivion. And I do want to get more mods for Morrowind and Oblivion onto the show. We've been very, very Skyrim heavy regarding mods, um, probably since before Thanksgiving and I, I want to get more onto here, so um, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's cool. I mean, this is you. What you just did was give me more exp- uh, a reason to go back and explore the frozen north, as if I needed any more. Well, there you have it, my friend. There you go. Uh, so that's it. That is uh, that is the mod challenge of the week. And now, kind of person. if you're, uh, you're an enabler. You're an enabler. I I enabled him. I did. See this? I did. Hey, look, it's 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 not as bad as paying a drunk to do yard work and paying them in beer. So, are you judging me now? What, what's wrong? With it you got now? the yard work done, didn't it? Listen, I didn't judge you. I just make observations. That's my job. It's what I do. <laughs> I, I, judge. I, I, I judge you, Dave. I'll judge you. It's okay. <laughs> No, the only thing I'm judging is the beer itself. It better be a quality beer. <laughs> Sorry, not working so, for Miller or you know or Schlitz or you know God no. Ah, uh, you Schaefer. know what? The, you know what, guys? <laughs> Let's. You know what? We're Mad Dog <laughs> or Mad Dog. No, no one judging against Schlitz. If it ain't Natty Ice, it ain't beer, bro. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. No, old English. <laughs> Rain it in, fellas. Rain it in. We're gonna. We're, we're actually gonna go back to our old discussion point that we skipped over, and and uh, just to just to prove it, here we go. It's a little bit of that. In their tongue is the fucking dragonborn.
You really can't go into that section without playing the bumper for it. It's some of that endearing cheesiness that is just so you need to have that. Got to have it. It's got to be done. Uh, real quick, guys, I want to go around this. All right, because uh, it's I want to put it out there. There's a poll on the official Elder Scrolls forums: Oblivion versus Skyrim. And let's uh, let me let me see if I can get the post up real quick here. Um, basically, what they're asking is, um, in your opinion, uh, according to these these questions, what is better, Oblivion or Skyrim? Um, better better main quest line, Oblivion or Skyrim? Uh, better Fighters Guild, Companions Guild quest line. Better Mages Guild or College of Winterhold quest line. Which one has the better Thieves Guild? Which one has the better Dark Brotherhood quest line? And better overall game, which is actually hysterical. Because on the forums, better overall game is basically a dead heat. It's Skyrim with 82 votes and Oblivion with 80 votes. Skyrim is right now leading with just two votes. That, I can't even begin to tell you, looking at these results, I am genuinely shocked. I'm shocked too. They're saying that the beta, the the beta, the better main quest line comes from Oblivion with 100 out of 62 votes. Uh, 100 for Oblivion and uh, 62 for Skyrim, so I actually said that completely incorrectly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it works 100% of the time, 40% of the time. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Better, better, which is the better quest line, Fighters Guild or Companions? Oblivion is the clear winner here. 129 votes for Oblivion. Skyrim has 33. Uh, What's better, the Mages Guild or the College of Winterhold? Oblivion, again, the better, uh, the clear winner here. 122 for Oblivion, 40 for Skyrim. Who has the better Thieves Guild quest line? Again, Oblivion is the clear winner. 116 out of, uh, and then Skyrim has 46, uh, which has the better Dark Brotherhood quest line. Uh, Oblivion is the (laughs) the clear winner. With 133, uh, Skyrim with 29, and then the best overall game is a dead heat. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I there wasn't a Fighters Guild, a Mage Guild, a Thieves Guild in Oblivion. What? Dave, not starting the game doesn't count as not having. Yes, guilt. it does. The game sucks. <laughs> what are you <talking> about? <laughs> So um, let's 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 dedicate Man. maybe about you know five or ten minutes to this real quick. Um, what what do you think? What do you guys think <laughs> about about this? Um, you know, better better all, ever, overall game. It's it's hysterical. It's it's like a dead heat. But that man, yeah, Dave. I mean, uh, what do you think? Any of this grab you? Any of this you want to say? This, like I'm for. I'm this against. Makes me want to play Sky Sky Oblivion. Or whatever the hell the mashup is, so hard because the only thing really keeping me from playing Oblivion mm-hmm. is the gameplay. Yeah, I prefer the gameplay in Skyrim, but this makes me want to play Oblivion. Like this makes me want to go back and try it again and try to suffer through the Oblivion gameplay. I just, I just think it's important to throw out that on the official Elder Scrolls forums, you have the highest concentration of 
hardcore Elder Scrolls fans. Yes. So that also weigh that against these topics, all right, um, that these poll results, results. It's that these guys are hardcore fans. Anything new that comes out, they automatically think it's it's going to be watered. Or I think the fear is, automatic fear, is that it's going to be watered down from the previous one. So um, if if Morrowind was in this poll, Morrowind would be the clear winner over over the other two. So Absolutely. Yeah. So just be aware. Maybe, maybe – you know, temper this these results a bit with with that knowledge that a lot of these a lot of these guys are hardcore fans. Um. So 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 then Shank again. What what a what do you have to say on this? Do you want to maybe pick out one of these things and say you're for or against it? Do you want to speak on it overall? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually shocked uh, because. I remember seeing a poll, I think about a year ago, saying, what was your favorite Elder Scrolls game? And I'm pretty sure Oblivion was near the bottom. Yeah, it was. Um, that. Yeah. So seeing Oblivion going up against Skyrim here, and it's, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked, to be completely 100% honest with you. I was expecting Skyrim to win pretty much everything here. Yeah. Um, but couple of things. I, I do believe that Oblivion has a better Mages Guild, uh, Thieves Guild, and Dark Brotherhood. And I, I consider it to be the better overall game. Just because I felt that the guild quest lines in, in Oblivion were longer, more fleshed out uh, than Skyrim's, which I felt were a little bit shorter. But I do agree that... Um, I disagree that Skyrim's uh, main quest and Fighters Guild uh, were uh, quote-unquote worse than Oblivion's. I actually prefer Skyrim's uh, Companions Guild and their main quest to Oblivion's counterparts. So I'm a little bit hmm. split here, but overall, I still main, I still believe that uh, Oblivion is the uh, the better game. But I mean, I'm shocked to see that these. Re- I'm genuinely shocked to see these results. I, I don't know how else to say it. What say you, Lou? Well, I, I actually do prefer, like Shane said, the the Mages Guild. Uh, College of Winterhold and Thieves Guild quest lines there, the, the, the guild quest stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, I felt like they had more, other than saying longer, they had more content, you know, they had more to it, more substance to it. Yeah. All right. Not to say that Skyrim's was was bad. No, it's just that I preferred uh, what I got from playing Oblivion. They okay, <clears> still <throat> had a lot of fun playing Skyrim's version of it, but again, you know, I'm going to say Oblivion for me is a. Uh, holds that for me um overall story i like skyrim's i do like it i mean come on you're going after that world eater oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going after that ba dragon come on yeah. it's just you and him take it on the world um as for gameplay wise i mean i i can play both games i mean i have no problem with, you know swapping in you know playing skyrim's you know, controls, all that, all that stuff, and then had no problems going back into, into Oblivion. Of course, some of the keyboard commands are a little bit different, and trying to find some of the things that, that are easier to find or not using Skyrim, you know, being in Oblivion, but, you know, after like five, ten minutes, boom, you know, it, it's not that bad. Um, but then again, I wouldn't mind, if, you know, playing Sky Oblivion <laughs> if I ever get that downloaded and check it out, but... Uh, Wow, I, I know, right? I, kind of funny. I, I, yeah, it's kind of funny that you know people would say you know they, they always try to 
I guess, stick by their game, you know. I'm more the lines of, you know, I like all the games. You know, ever since I first played Arena, I've enjoyed them all. I mean, and I will say that there are aspects to every game that I hate and aspects that I love to death. But still, I would not, you know, not play any one of these games at all. You know, nothing would stop me from playing them and enjoying the hell out of them, which I have over the past, God, 15 plus years that they've been coming out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I like the, you know, the poll is nice, but you know what? <clears throat> to me, it's, it's kind of divisive. Like, don't divide the community by saying, you know, only Oblivion players, you know, they're always going to play Oblivion, nothing else. They're never going to try Arena Daggerfall, especially now that the anthology is out. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole other thing, you know, in, in, in and of itself. Um, right. But I mean, on these on these points in itself, I just wanted to see like what some of your yeah, you know, ideas were. All the right. better overall game, tie. Tie. Yeah, that's <laughs> I like hysterical. I, I like I love how the whole thing is completely weighted toward Oblivion, and then they ask the better overall game here, ah, Dead Heat. <laughs> 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 and I think that sort of speaks to, I think it speaks to a lot of things actually. Number one is is uh, you know the quest. The quest chains in these games, you can play them and dislike them and love the game utterly because you can decide not to play those quest chains and exactly. just roam freely around the area, experience the character progression system and everything else that the games have to offer and still love the games, but just not like the quest lines. Exactly, because the quests, I mean, <laughs> they're a small little piece of what the overall game is, so, you know. Yeah. There's so much more for the game for you to go explore. All right. Um, so so that's that. That was our final discussion point. And uh, we want to mention, before we get into into the Elder Scroll, which is Lou's lore segment, uh, this episode is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com uh, simply just sounds better, period. They, they create uh, earbuds and headphones, if you will. Great headphones. Fantastic uh, earbuds for for on the go for uh, maybe uh, maybe you exercise and, and listen to music while you exercise or podcasts or uh, maybe you're driving and uh, you want to you know be uh, be lawful and, and hands free on your on your cellular device. Uh, they have a a microphone inline microphone on their product. They have many different versions of their earbuds ranging from 14.95 all the way to 39.95. Uh don't let the sticker price shock you though. You're you're getting high quality, extremely durable ear earphones, earphones, headphones. My uh my favorite here, which they always seem to be out of is the Tweaked Classic, the black ones with the microphone on them. Um I'm in transit a lot and I usually use these to listen to podcasts and also to talk on my phone while I'm driving because of that great microphone that's on here. Uh, fantastic, fantastic pair. Definitely worth $34.95. However, what I, what I will tell you is that, uh, number one, they are, now, they are now available with a flat, tangle-free cord. That comes with these, uh, which is a brand new feature on these, these uh, tweaked classic with the microphone, they're thirty four ninety five on their site, but with our code off the record, well, you'll get them for thirty percent off. Uh, and on top of that, the free worldwide shipping that they already automatically give you, and their fantastic customer service. Anything goes wrong, you call them up. These guys are very good to you over the phone. They're very respectful, and they will 
handle your issue with the un, with unbelievable ease. So you'll never have to worry about about your about your uh, tweaked audio headphones. It's a, it's an investment in your audio pleasure. Tweakedaudio.com, tweakedaudio.com, guys. Off the code, off the record is the code if you want 30% off. And I highly recommend these pair right here. I'm actually using them right now. You can see them um, $34.95 on their site, 30% off with the code off the record. Okay, uh, so, so that's that. And now we have the Elder Scroll. Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How may I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my! Lou, take it away. Thank you very much, kind sir. And today's Elder Scroll, I'll be reading... Some excerpts from the book, The Five Songs of King Wolfarth. If you're not familiar with him, that's Izmir. <laughs> it's a summary of five epic songs of King Wolfarth, plus an apocryphal song of the Tribunal, Dagoth Ur, and Indril Nerevar. Part 1, Shore's Tongue. The first song of King Wolfarth is ancient song from around the first era, year 500. After the defeat of the Alessian army at Glenumbria Moors, where King Hoag Murakilla was slain, Wolfharth of Atmora was elected by the Pact of Chieftains. His thume was so powerful that he could not verbally swear into the office, and scribes were used to draw up his oaths. Immediately thereafter, the scribes wrote down the first new law of his reign, a fiery statement of the traditional Nordic pantheon. The edicts were outlawed, their priests put to the stake, and their hall set ablaze. The shadow of King Borgus had ended for a span. For his zealotry, King Wolfarth was called Shore's Tongue and Izmir, Dragon of the North. Part 2. Kind's Son. The second song of King Wolfarth glorifies his deeds in the eyes of the old gods. He fights the eastern orcs and shouts their chief into hell. He rebuilds the 18th step of High Hrothgar, which had been damaged by a dragon. When he swallowed a thundercloud to keep his army from catching cold, the Nords called him the Breath of Kine. Part 3. Old Knocker. The third song, King Wolfarth, tells of his death. Orki, an enemy god, had always tried to ruin the Nords, even in that Mora where he stole their years away. Seeing the strength of King Wolfarth, Orki summoned the ghost of Alduin, Time Eater, again. Nearly every Nord was eaten down to six years old. Boy Wolfarth pleaded to Shore, the dead chieftain of the gods, to help his people. Shore's own ghost then fought the Time Eater on the spirit plane, as he did at the beginning of time, and he won, and Orky's folk, the orcs, were ruined. As Boy Wolfarth watched the battle in the sky, he learned a new theme. What happens when you shake the dragon just so? He used this new magic to change his people back to normal. In his haste to save so many... He shook too many years out on himself. He grew older than the Greybeards and died. The flames of his pyre were said to have reached the hearth of Kine itself. Part 4. The Ash King 
The fourth song in Warpath tells of his rebirth. The dwarves and the devils of the eastern kingdoms had started to fight again, and the Nords hoped they might reclaim their ancient holdings there because of it. They planned an attack, but then gave up, knowing that they had no strong king to lead them. Then in walked the devil of Dagoth, who swore he came in peace. Moreover, he told the Nords a wondrous thing. He knew where the heart of Shore was. Long ago, the chief of the gods had been killed by elven giants, and they ripped out Shore's heart and used it as a standard to strike fear into the Nords. This worked until Isgrimor shouted some sense, and the Nords fought back again. Knowing that they were going to lose eventually, the elven giants hid the heart of Shore so that the Nords might never have their god back. But here with the devil of Dagoth with good news. The dwarves and devils of the eastern kingdoms had his heart, and this was the reason for their ancient unrest. The Nords asked the devil of Dagoth why he might betray his countrymen. So, and he said that the devils had betrayed each other since the beginning of time, and this was so, and so the Nords believed him. The tongue sung Shore's ghost into the world again. Shore gathered an army as he did of old, and then he sucked in the long strewn ashes of King Wolfarth and remade him, for he needed a good general. But the devil of Dagoth petitioned to be that general too, and he pointed out his role as the blessed harbinger of this holy war. So Shore had two generals, the Ash King and the devil of Dagoth, and he marched on the eastern kingdoms with all the sons of Skyrim. Part 5 Red Mountain The fifth song of King Wolfarth is sad. The survivors of the disaster came back under a red sky. That year is called Sun's Death. The devil of Dagoth had tricked the Nords, but the heart of Shore was not in Eastern Kingdoms and had never been there at all. As soon as Shore's army had got to Red Mountain, all the devils and dwarves fell upon them. Their sorcerers lifted the mountain and threw it onto Shore, trapping him underneath Red Mountain until the end of time. They slaughtered the sons of Skyrim, but not before King Wolfarth killed King Dumalkath, a dwarf orc, and doomed his people. Then Vec the devil blasted the Ash King into hell, and it was over. Later, Kain lifted the ashes of the ashes of Izmir into the sky, saving him from hell and showing her sons the color of blood when it is brought by betrayal. And the Nords will never trust another devil again. Part 6. The Secret Song of Wolfworth Ash King The Truth at Red Mountain The Heart of Shore was in Red Sea. As Agathard promised, as Shore's army approached the westernmost bank of the inner sea, they stared across at Red Mountain, where the Dwemiri armies had gathered. News from the scouts reported that the Chimeri forces had just left Narsus, and they were taking their time joining their cousins against the Nords. Dagoth Orr said that the tribunal had betrayed their king's trust, that they sent Dagoth Orr to Lorcan. But that is what they said. Oh, I'm sorry, that's what they called Shore in Resdane so that the god might wreak vengeance on the dwarves for their hubris, that Nerevar's peace with the Dwemer would be the ruin of the Velothi way. This was the reason for their slow muster, Dagoth Ur said. The armies grow. And Lorcan, for that is what they call Shore and Rizdain, said, I do not wreak vengeance on the dwarves for the reasons that the tribunal might believe I do. Nevertheless, it is true that they will die by my hand, and any whoever should side with them. This Nerevar is the son of Boethia, one of the strongest Padamaics. He is a hero to his people despite his tribunal, 
and he shall muster enough that this battle will be hard going still. We will need more than what we have. And so Dagathur, who wanted the dwarves as dead as the tribunal did, went to Kogarin and summoned his house Chapfield, his Nixhounds, his wizards, archers, his stolen men of brass. And the Ash King, Wolfarth, Hori Izmir, went and made peace with the orcs in spite of his Nordic blood. And they brought many warriors, but no wizards at all. Many Nords could not bring themselves alive with their traditional enemies, even in the face of Red Mountain. They were close to desertion. Then Wolfarth said, Don't you see where you really are? Don't you know who Shore really is? Don't you know what the swore is? And they looked from king to the god to the devils and orcs, and some knew, really knew, and they are the ones that stayed. The Doom Drum Nerevar carried Keening, a dagger made of the sound of sh- the shadow of the moons. His champions were Dumak Dwarf King, who carried a hammer of divine mass, and Alandro Sul, who was the immortal son of Azura and wore the wraith mail. They met Lorcan at the last battle of Red Mountain. Lorcan had his heart again, but he had long been from it, and he needed time. Wolfarth met Sul, but could not strike him, and he fell from grievous wounds but not before shouting soul blind. Digath-Ur met Dumak and slew him, but not before Sunder struck his lord's heart. Nerevar turned away from Lorcan and struck down Digath-Ur in rage, but he took a mortal wound from Lorcan in turn. But Nerevar feigned the death that was coming early and so struck Lorcan with surprise on his side. The heart had been made solid by Sunder's tuning blow, and Keening could now cut it out. And it was cut out, and Lorcan was defeated and the whole ordeal was thought over. And that concludes the passages from this book, The Five Songs of King Wolfarth. And I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for hosting this information. Take a look at all the sites, folks. If you enjoy the lore as much as I do, please look them up. Lose yourself in the lore of, of Nern. And see you all again next week. Oh, thanks again, Lou. Awesome Awesome choice as always. Um, now, uh, on to our uh, expanded lore. We have this week in Tamriella Holidays. Uh, starting on Morningstar the 12th, we had Ovanka. Ovanka is the day the people of the Alakir Desert offer prayers to Stendar in the hopes of a mild and merciful year. It's considered to be very holy. Uh, Morning Star the 13th was Meridia's Summoning Day. In Daggerfall, it's the day summoning day for Meridia. So this happens in Daggerfall. Uh, Morning Star the 15th was Southwind's Prayer. The 15th of Morning Star is a holiday taken very seriously, where they call it Southwind's Prayer, a plea by all the religions of Tamriel for a good planting season. Uh, citizens with every affliction known in Tamriel flock two services in the cities and temples as the clergy is known to perform free healings on this day. Only some will be judged worthy of this service, but few can afford the temple's usual price. And morning star. The 16th is known as the day of lights. The day of lights is celebrated as a holy day by most villages in Hammerfell on the Iliac Bay. It is a prayer for a good farming and fishing year and is taken very seriously. A possibly unrelated Festival of Lights is a tradition in the Skyrim city of Dawnstar. Little candles are given out to celebrate. 
And I want to thank uh, the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages for providing that information this evening. All right, folks, on to your email right after this. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Uh, when you hear when you hear the messenger coming, you know that means it's email time. Let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Shank, we haven't heard from you in a while. Why don't you read this one? All right. This first email. I am not on the right page. There we go. Comes from our one of our uh, big fans, Monovan. Yo, what is up? Um, that's, that's not what she says. What she actually says is, hey, ESOTR crew, or, <clears throat> you ready for this, Dave? To Dave and Shank. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You have just earned the second huge G award, which is incredibly rare, but you just earned it, so there you go. Uh, I just wanted to... <laughs> I just wanted to weigh in on one of your discussion topics of last episode. I must say I haven't really played and experienced Oblivion yet, but hearing about the class and skill system in that game doesn't make me too enthusiastic about starting to play it. I'm all for a system like the one in Skyrim and also ESO. Because for one, the beauty of not having restrictions is that you can, is that you can still restrict yourself if you want to. You can create challenges for yourself. You don't have to be overpowered or a jack-of-all-trades just because you can. And secondly, this system ties in very well with the freedom you have to create your own story. Maybe my character lives life as a werewolf with the companions but gets bored by this lifestyle, is intrigued by the risky life of a thief within the Thieves' Guild. As a companion, she was maybe a heavy armor-wearing, two-handed, sword-wielding monster and a great smith. But now she wears lighter armor and starts to learn the art of lockpicking and sneaking, maybe hones her speechcraft skill and crafts deadly silent poisons. All this I decide, decide mid-game because I need a change of playstyle and don't want to create another alt. It makes sense for me and for my character. And on the topic of realism, apart from the fact that a human being's lifetime is normally long enough to learn many different things in real life as well... I think it makes a lot of sense, especially for Mer characters, to be able to learn and master a lot of different skills because their lifetime is so much longer than the other races. For anyone who wants Oblivion's class system in Skyrim, there's a mod collection which does that and more. And there's a link here. Also, why did the... (laughs) This is actually kind of funny. Also, why did the Red Guard's foot hurt again? That's right, because his hammer fell. (laughs) <laughs> thanks for reading and thanks for being awesome. Win guide you, Monovan. Hey, Monovan. <laughs> well, Monovan, you're wrong. On to the next email. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Damn. I, I I think I think Monovan brings up an absolutely fantastic point, and that is, you know, you you can you can with with a game that's so that offers this much freedom, you can elect to to use that much freedom which is which is smaller um with a game that has more restrictions you can't ask for more freedom if you want it and and i think i think she's right i think she's definitely right and i think ultimately that's probably what bethesda had thought of when they made their design choices and and decided to go with it guys you got anything on that no i a lot of them yeah go ahead dave 
Monovan, uh, you have earned Shank's huge G award for this week. <laughs> um, okay. Um, yeah, I, I have to say, I, I, I kind of agree. Um, especially, I mean, she does, she does provide a mod here, but I mean, she makes very good points and ultimately, you know, we, we've stated this a, a thousands and thousands of times. It, it ultimately comes down to how do you specifically you, how do you want to play these games? And you know, at that point, it, it's all about your own personal preference and, you know, do whatever you think is going to make you uh, happy and have the most fun. And Lou? Well, overall, yeah, uh, I do agree with her. With the, the beauty of not having restrictions is that you can still restrict yourself. I mean, we do it in all the characters we create, the play styles we, we come up with. You know, like my assassin, I barely use magic on her. You know, mm. oh, I don't have to, but you know, I choose to. You know, because I'd rather play her as in your face, bash your skull, and what have you. <laughs> so, so having the freedom to not use something is, is totally worthwhile. You know, and I like that. And uh, you know, she makes a good point. You don't have to be overpowered or jack of all trades just because you can. You know, you can choose to specialize or just be dabbling in everything and still. I guess be successful in the game, you know, and still have, you know, bottom line, still have fun playing the game. Uh, with creating your own story, hmm. I mean, we all create our own stories, you know, with what they give us. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess it's a matter of just finding what the game offers, how it's presenting to you, so to speak, and working your role play or, you know, your, your vision into that. You know, for example, watching Evarman create, uh, you know, this totally new class in Oblivion called, you know, the Badass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we can watch something like that. There he's creating a story right off the bat, folks. <laughs> you know, with the sneakers you can attack right now going on behind him. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's been, he's been very animated, uh, this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this next one comes from Armand and says, "Hello, OTR crew and Shank. Thank you, Avar. <laughs> Thank you, Avarwin, for your comments on last week's episodes concerning Skyrim and how it feels less of an Elder Scrolls game. I purchased a collector's edition for the PlayStation Three, then I bought the 360 version so I could actually play it. Ah, wow. <laughs> bump." <laughs> after about after about 300 hours and close to $300, I decided that Skyrim is my least favorite test game. Why? You, you can stop reading. We don't want to hear this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I felt like I was a god among men, but was never treated like so. Also, the stories told in the game were never as epic and rewarding as in Oblivion. Now, I did have fun with Skyrim, and I'm sure I would have had more fun if I was on PC. And this brings me to my next question. Is ESO too much like Skyrim, where it feels generic, or does it have its own feel that is equally as rewarding? I appreciate your input and your opinions, and thanks for all the free entertainment. May the Foos be with you, Foos Rhoda, Shadow Hide You, and see you next week, Armand. Well, Armand... Um, yes, Elder Scrolls Online it does have its own feeling to it, and um, I think that's going to turn some people on, and I think it's going to turn some people off, but I think, generally speaking, many people who are fans of Elder Scrolls games and MMOs are really going to enjoy Elder Scrolls Online. 
Uh, the other thing, too, is that I thought this email would be very interesting when heard next to uh, Monovan's email, whom she she obviously had. Uh, she had said that basically uh, Skyrim, she liked Skyrim and, and the freedom that it offers. Uh, this gentleman, Armand, says that it wasn't necessarily his his favorite. So, I mean, you, you only need to go to the, the Bethesda forums to see disparities like this all the time. Um regarding the Elder Scrolls community and those single player games and what is the best and not the best game and all that. But uh I think highlighting these two emails together from what we received this week is is almost like a, a perfect example and like a microcosm as to how how Elder Scrolls the Elder Scrolls community actually really feels about all of these games. Anyone have anything else? Yeah, um just real quick, I mean I, I do kind of like how you uh, you put these emails back to back here because I really, really think this speaks to just how personal these games are for uh, all the players because they're so – I mean every single person has a different experience and a different idea of what these games mean to them. So it's – it's I mean it, I think that it just speaks to the the greatness of the franchise honestly. It just allows you to – you know, one person can believe very strongly in this. One person can believe very strongly in this, and you can have good discussion about it. And I, I just like seeing stuff like this, man. It's cool getting this kind of stuff from our fans. All right, and uh, Dave, you want to take care of our final email? Absolutely. Hi, Dave. <laughs> now that's not I, what it I, says, I, Dave. I, uh, I uh, only uh, shouted out the people of importance in that one. No, it says, hi, of Arwen, Lou, Dave, and Shank. Just a quick email to say thank you for keeping me up to date with all the Elder Scrolls info that's out there. I couldn't make the the long walk to work without ESOTR to ease me along. My stepson is now an Elder Scrolls fan and loves Oblivion. Eh, we all make mistakes. Parenting He just best. recently watched Shank play on Twitch and can't believe he didn't doesn't fast travel at all. I can't wait for ESO and maybe the chance to play with you all in Tamriel. Keep up the great work, guys. Sean S. Sean's raising him right. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Lou, do you have any uh, input for the uh, for Sean? Yeah, I mean, we also can't believe that uh, Shank never uses fast travel. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. Tape. There was that one time. Yes, that one time he did do it, though. <laughs> it just proves that people will cave eventually peer pressure. My like moment shame of shame. It was, right. it was QGN's birthday. Come on. I had to. <laughs> and it's, I think it's awesome that now uh, your stepson is, I guess, a, a new Elder Scrolls fan. Um, yeah, I, I get it. It just lends more credence to these types of games that they will have. You know, They have longevity. I mean, these are quality games that you can show like newer players like hey you know what this is a role-playing game i played <laughs> several years ago and i think it's still something you can show someone you know, like another teenage nest and, yeah this is what we played and still have fun with it hmm. um we had uh we had a couple of comments in the chat room saying that uh the show is going on three hours and they they appreciate it and that it's like old school elder scrolls off the record um, 
you get you're welcome guys and honestly like that's a freaking awesome compliment it's definitely awesome and uh it's gonna make editing the show tonight a lot easier on me knowing that you guys really appreciate the longer episodes and um we're trying very hard to to bring that older uh feel when we were talking primarily about skyrim we're trying very very hard to bring that back onto the show so um i really appreciate those comments in the chat thank you uh, not to detract from from Sean's email or for or from Lou's answer, I, I apologize. But um, before it got away from me as the chat was scrolling, I wanted to address it. Did uh, does anyone else, maybe Dave or Shank, have anything they want to add about Sean's you, email? I just find it funny because the thing that keeps us going is the emails like this, the comments like that in chat. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps hmm. us coming back every week. It, if we had to put a finger on it, I mean, yeah, we love the games, but hell, if we were getting just negative attention across the board, we probably wouldn't be doing this. It's the people who actually enjoy the games as much as we do and, and you know, accept the product that we put out that keep us coming back. I mean, as much as Sean may appreciate us for making ESOTR, hell, we appreciate him just as much. All of our people in the chat, all the people who send us in emails, it's awesome. It, it's more than just us making this show. Hell, it's the whole community. I, I I completely agree. I mean, I am as as one of the writers, and I'm Dave. You can probably attest to this too a little bit, but uh, you know, yeah, you suck. So I, I I am <laughs> I am constantly, and I, this is no, this is not exaggeration. I am constantly surprised every single time I put out an editorial by the reaction or lack of reaction that I get. And it's because of the community and you guys, and you genuinely want to listen to us and we want to listen to you and just the constant engagement that we get back and forth. So it's, I mean, that's why I, I, I I mean, we all love doing this. I I personally, I love writing the stuff that, uh, you know, my editorials and all this other stuff. And it's, it's just fun because we get so much feedback and it's just, it's great seeing that stuff from you guys. So you know, thanks. I guess that's that's my personal uh, statement on this, and yay emails. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, uh, I guess I guess since we're we're being praised for keeping the show uh, going as long as it is uh, has been, uh, it is actually time to end the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final thoughts, gentlemen, and let's start with Lou. Uh, final thoughts. It's great to be back. I mean, I've been away for for a while, and I am effing glad to finally be back home here especially doing this uh with you guys uh, i missed you guys and, and the community so much uh, man 77 days huh <laughs> welcome home i also want to yeah 77 days i also want to start seeing a countdown as to elder Scrolls 6 is coming out oh yeah Oof, oof-ah. dave yeah. final thoughts one month that's my final thought, is one month. You know what's going to happen in one month? What's that? Episode 100. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm. Episode 100. Isn't that ridiculous? It's Can crazy. you believe that, that they haven't sent like a SWAT team from Bethesda just to make us shut up at, at this point? <laughs> like, I'm surprised I've not received a cease and desist letter yet. Yeah. The crap that has come out of my mouth, like I've not received anyone going, hi, we're official Bethesda, you need to shut up. 
<laughs> I'm surprised too, Dave. I get to hear that. I'm surprised. That's enough out of you, folks. <laughs> Signed, everyone here at Bethesda. <laughs> cease and desist order right now. <laughs> so, it's... You think they'd famous. send it if we made a, a, a Fallout podcast? Like, do you think that would be the breaking <laughs> You know, we've actually been picking up on Fallout. We probably could make a Fallout podcast. We could. We we definitely could. Like we there's there's that there's interest and there's uh there's folks here for at QGN that are that are interested. We could do it. Um we just <laughs> That would be bad. Yeah. Don't know if the time is right, don't know if we want to do it, and uh we're not sure if we're gonna get a cease and desist from Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> You guys suck enough as it is, um, so don't do the Fallout thing. Thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we want that game to succeed if we put out another. <laughs> You're already killing it, so. And uh, and Shank, your final thoughts. Um, I'm gonna come out and say this was hands down my favorite episode that I have ever had the pleasure of uh, recording with you guys. Um, I love the discussion topics. I think the discussion needed to happen um i'm glad that uh you know we're, we're on that final push and we're, we're getting there so yeah i just loved i just loved everything about this episode i don't know what else to say that's that's all i got um <laughs> uh, regarding regarding the direction of the show uh i mean we're like i like lou had said you know very eloquently earlier this is an elder Scrolls show we're going to be talking about all games um all things elder scrolls you know in the beginning of the show now uh, yeah, we we are trying to put in a little gameplay into the show, but I mean, you know, at this point, sometimes gameplay is 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 uh, something you want to hear. Sometimes we've got better stuff that that you want to hear uh, that we think you'd want to hear, like like novelties or what's going on in the forums or just you know really cool screenshots of something that you know maybe we found something on Tumblr or something. I, I don't know, but we're gonna be sharing the community with the community at the top of the show we're going to be bringing in um more discussion from from those those classic games and we're going to keep up with the news of elder scrolls online we're going to be talking a ton of gameplay from elder scrolls online when that finally comes out and um you know just going forward like that's that's the direction of the show episode 100 I don't know. We got to have a meeting about it. <laughs> I'm just like, at this point, we could just not do it. I, I mean, could, I, I, <laughs> I could tell you what episode 100 is not going to be. Episode 100 is not going to be a collection of our favorite moments paste, pasted together and jumbled up on, on one episode and just hit the play button here. You know, funny moments. That's not what episode 100 is going to be. I will tell you that. Uh, episode 100 we break in da (laughs) episode 100 might be um some some guests that we've had on the show uh we we probably will talk about the the beginning of of the podcast probably talk about where it's going um where it came from some of our we may talk about our favorite moments i don't really know uh we gotta we gotta sort of talk about it uh it's it's something that's been in the back of my head since probably 
September, October, and I haven't really come up with, with anything. I'd like to make an event out of it, but at the same time, I don't know if um, how what we can do to make an event out of it. So so we'll we'll get back to you and and hopefully hopefully we can hit episode one hundred and one with a different feel. And uh, I'll throw that out there. I definitely have something in the back of my mind, and I want to ask everyone about it um, off the stream. But we'll see. All right, uh, that is it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, bottom of the show, top of the QGN segment. You can check up on the latest and greatest in the Elder Scrolls news, general gaming, and how to join our wonderful growing community. Well, it's all going to start at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. If you would like to email our show, you can email us at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can tweet the show at ElderScrollsOTR. I am Avarwin, and you may follow me at Avarwin, that is E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou's back, and Lou is on Twitter. You can follow him at GamerGuy11B, that's G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. Dave is not at the pantsless homie. He's oh. at... <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> He's at Dianforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank is at ShankTank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H... T-A-N-K, and don't forget to leave off the E for savings in the official guild of Elder Scrolls Off the Record in Elder Scrolls Online in our guild shop. No, we're not going to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> Again, all of this you can find at questgamingnetwork.com, the hub of the network. If it deals with Elder Scrolls, if it deals with Rift... Star Wars, The Old Republic, gaming news in general, and so much beyond all of that. It all starts at questgamingnetwork.com. There you can possibly find a link to donate to our show. Uh, If you donate $10 or more, it'll get you a special mention if you prefer. Uh, Please, if you do donate to the show, any amount, of course, is a huge help. $10 will get you that special mention and just let us know what show you would like for us to shout you out on. Uh, follow our other shows, like Classic Elder Scrolls Night, which is Fridays at 9 p.m. That's when I play a game, and everyone else talks about me behind my back. <laughs> well, you're on the call with them. It's not really behind your back. I know. I'm just being stupid. <laughs> but if you weren't on the call, we'd be talking behind your back anyway. Anyway, I I, I know that. <laughs> no, we're talking with, not talking with you. We're talking about you. About you. Even though you're in the same call. <laughs> Watch me play an Elder Scrolls game and break lockpicks. <laughs> Community oh game God. night that starts on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to know what's going on Community Game Night, you can join our um, Steam community at the Quest Gaming Network on Steam. Rift Off the Record Live is Sundays at 7 p.m. And you can follow that show at Rift OTR. Uh, totally heroes is Mondays at 10 PM Eastern and you can follow them at totally heroes. And don't forget to shout out our brand new host who did a fantastic job. This was his first episode of totally heroes. David Dean Adams. You did an amazing job. Congratulations. 
And Swotor Reforged is back Sundays at, excuse me, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can follow. Which I caught this last week's, if you if you noticed. You you caught the one you did Monday. Oh, what'd you think? It was excellent. And I'm glad you're back. Glad to be back. Back in full force. Fred's back. Oh my God. How I've missed Fred. Yeah. 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 God, he's so much better than you. I mean, it's nice that we're both (laughs) back on together. You know, what's great about Fred is that he's, he's really not. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to catch crap from that, but I I love Fred. He's, I wouldn't have asked him to come back on if, you know, I had to. It's it's great. And you know what? I love awesome. listening in. You had the Wookiee. You had uh, R2 in the background. It was, it was great. Bodar. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It was wonderful. I loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great to be back and talking about Tor. Uh, our forums, questgamingcommunity.com. Every single week now, we are looking on our own forums for some of the things that you're bringing up about Elder Scrolls all- Online. Or just Elder Scrolls in general. Um, if you want to start a discussion, questgamingcommunity.com is the place to connect with people like yourself who may be very interested in all of QGN and the general discussions that we have here. Uh, we have a Facebook presence, and that's at facebook.com forward slash questgamingnetwork. And we're also on Google Plus, and you can find that at google.com forward slash plus sign questgamingnetwork. That's not plus spelled out. No, it's plus sign. Like little <laughs> plus. Sign. We learned about that one. Check out all the gaming. Check out all of our great gaming videos, how-to guides, and podcasts live on Twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And please, please, please follow us on Twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network because you never know. We're going to throw up a quick stream, and if you want to be involved in that, following us, you will get notifications. Uh, you can also check out any that you have missed or maybe some that you would just like to watch again on our up and coming YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash quest gaming network. And don't forget our YouTube channel is the only place you're going to find some of our let's play videos, including exclusive video reports on game news, Brian and Bradford and Brian's new let's play fallout new Vegas series and conversations with QGN all that exclusive video content right there on youtube.com forward slash quest gaming network. Elder Scrolls off the record is a quest gaming network production in association with the middle earth network. Time to say goodbye, gentlemen. Let's start with Lou. Good night, everyone. I thank you for joining us tonight. Hope to see you all again next time. Boost Rota y'all have a great one. Till next time, guys, Shadow Hide you. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the Foos be with you. We have a couple minutes, so... We do. Hell, you know what we've we've been missing? We've been missing. You know what we've been missing? Some Dean off the record, my Dean friend. Dean off the record. We need. Yes. We've been. I haven't heard that in a long time, man. Uh, <laughs> we need to do some of that tonight. Dean off the record, yeah. Dean off the record, yeah. Dean off the record, yeah. Yeah, she goes off the record. We show us back, so take it, take it away, yeah.
Oh lord. <laughs> you went live for that, didn't you? We we are we're actually live. So Yes. I'll send you this overlay. Well, not that particular one. I don't want to scroll. Scrolls are for losers <laughs> with bad hairdos. No, I mean like you'll see it on live. <laughs> you can you can <laughs> <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island, he could only bring five albums with you. Mm. Man, that's a shot. Justin Bieber, Madonna. Leave! Just leave! At, at S Club 7. What is wrong with you? And Box Fifth Movement. You will spend the rest of the show trying to make up your manhood for that one. <laughs> and Although you will get a pass for the, the Bach, okay? Bach is cool. <laughs> you know. He barely gets a pass for that. <laughs> At least he mentioned something classical as opposed to crap. <laughs> River Hippo, welcome to the chat room. Uh, Shank's uh, Twitter and Lou's Twitter are on the wrong people. Well, how in the how how did that happen? <laughs> who, who put this layout together? <laughs> Idiot, dude. Whatever. What the Khajiit just happened? <laughs> <laughs> How did this have to happen? There you go. Thanks, dude. Oh, my name is entirely way too small. Let's let's make that <laughs> much larger. <laughs> let's make that offensive. The entire bigger. stream is just Ivarwin's head and his giant Twitter handle, and that's it. And that's it. That's no, it. just the E. Is at E is all you <laughs> see. <laughs> Oh, He's gone single digits, folks. Single letter. Welcome to <laughs> just uh, like you know, as E. <laughs> well, that's why it's called E S O T R because it's Evarwin off the record. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Dean off the record. Podcast that formerly known as. Yeah, welcome to Dean off the record. Yeah, bull. Look at that. Oh. Dean off the record, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, not again. That just made my day. <laughs>